0: everybody
1: boy, I, I just i just froze there Neil. Like, you did I, I you did
0: it. well you know what it's still a pretty new show you know i could see why you would be nervous and stuff
1: yes yes that 176th episode well it's funny because we've had uh obviously we've had we had rev norban i think two episodes ago um and i screwed up the intro and we never i never recovered
0: right yeah you said i mean it one, was a lot of fun yeah. don't
1: get me wrong i'm not i'm not complaining at all it was a great episode i think but i never really got back on track
0: Right, so. uh, it was one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was one seventy four, and you said one forty seven. I said
1: like one forty seven or something. Yes.
0: And the funny thing was, Rev Norb was all over that too. He didn't let that he go. Was.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's funny. He's such a funny guy because he's 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 like a, a ballbuster in his own way, but it's like a really like an intellectual ballbuster. Because when I was texting him trying to figure out the time, I'm like I'm in Eastern Standard Time, he said, "Actually,
0: you're in Eastern Daylight
1: Time." <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. There you go. Probably everyone at work Maybe. hates him. <laughs> that's yeah. epic. Maybe i do do you uh, i wonder like when he's at work do you think he puts that voice and that persona on or do you reckon he's like hi everybody, everybody i don't I'm, think it's uh, a pers- i
1: don't think it's i don't think it's a persona at this point i think it's you just, just just what he is wow Crazy. but i I don't know yeah i mean the real the real test doesn't work the real test would be like his mother like what does he talk like when he's with his mother
0: yeah true enough yeah
1: <laughs> anyway alongside that podcast episode number 176 you of course can reach us at Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail and the and the Punk Till I Die podcast group, which seems to be growing by a person or so a day, and the and we still have our regular Facebook page, even though the group is where most of the action is at.
0: Yeah, it's almost where all the action is. Pretty much all I do on the regular page is just post new episodes, um, because you know the regular page you can't really. Comment well, you can comment, but there's no real two way. It's hard for so the group. It's hard better. for them
1: to. It's hard for you, the listener, who to we post, love, to participate. Right.
0: Exactly. So the Facebook yes. group is much better, and it's uh, there's a lot of fun stuff going in there these days.
1: So for for the record, to peel back the curtain here a little bit, um, let you see the wizard. Neil's no, no. the wizard? He's the electron. I'm not wizard. showing you my wizard. Weirdo. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> like when I accidentally butt dialed you while I was peeing him in an Neil. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Lovely. but, um, Neil names all the episodes. Indeed. And the fact of the matter is I don't envy him that. I mean, especially now as we're pushing towards 200 episodes, it's hard, it's hard to be clever every time it is. And, and it's obvious cause some of them aren't that clever, but that's, a different story. but I'm going to suggest Neil that today's episode is something along the lines of, so sometimes it's a, something one of us says will become the title. Obviously sometimes it's a musical theme or whatever like i said i don't envy you having to do it it's a tough job but i'm gonna suggest that today's theme should be something about something like return of the geezers because we are going to talk about some geezer today pretty much every band we're going to talk about is older than us which is no small feat
0: indeed so agreed uh okay return of the geezers all right let me write that down before i forget it because i'm so old i'll exactly. if, if i don't write that exactly
1: down. yep because you're a geezer you got a
0: bad memory yeah
1: well, you know, graduation...
0: I, I remember whats I remember what's important to me, Tom. Sorry. Fuck <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you.
1: So my graduation stuff is done. My schedule is actually starting to clear out a little bit. I have a couple more parties next weekend, including for my good pal Scott's son and oh. my son's best friend, which are on the same day. But I'm actually, so we've been pretty hectic with graduation stuff, but now that's done, and I think I think we're ready to get back to the till I die business.
0: See that's so funny because when I was in school, when I was in high school, I mean in England, that was a big difference. we didn't really do anything social for anything to do with school. There was no prom, there was no graduation. I think it's different now in England. I think it's a lot more Americanized. But yeah, when yes. I was when I was a kid in the seventies, there was there was nothing. You know, you mm. it was your last day of school, and you came home and threw your bag in the corner and. Put away your school you, uniform and just—that was it.
1: Your dad beat you with a belt, and then three months <laughs> later, you went back to school.
0: But he only—he did—he only—he be, only beat me half as much as he normally did. So it was—it was, yeah, it was exactly. great.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah i three. So seventy-five percent of my kids are graduated. So that's kind of exciting. My youngest daughter will be a sophomore next year. So.
0: So where's There's, he? So where's he going again? He's, oh, he said Grand Valley State or something. Is that what you said?
1: You know what? My older kids both went there. I think he's actually he does not have any idea what he wants to do. Much like myself at that age, I think he's going to go to community college because he can pay for it cash.
0: Agreed. No, I think that's a good. Especially if you don't know, if you don't have a real calling yeah. to go to a to go to a regular school, I think that's a great idea. I think that makes much more sense than wasting fifty thousand bucks or something ridiculous.
1: You know, I, I know he would love to play tennis. Unfortunately, most of the tennis programs are these really snooty private type schools that are very expensive other than like big 10 and stuff like that which is he's not not that he's not a blue chip you know so yeah so he's just gonna kind of i don't know what he's gonna do okay. i don't know is he gonna work need,
0: is, is he gonna work during the summer
1: yep yeah, he works at a place called gordon food service which is a oh i know that place yeah 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 so yeah i, I don't know if he's gonna do that all summer or what but he, uh, he makes shockingly good money
0: so what's he doing is he stuck in shelves and shit
1: yeah, everything works in the deli and runs a cash register, and yeah, whatever helps people. That's cool.
0: No, and I, yeah. and I and I don't look down on that at all. Actually, my my good friend Tony, one of the old rockabilly crew from Chicago, one of the only ones that's still alive, he just actually retired. Um, he's stuck in shelves for forty odd years. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, you can. Well, our last our, last,
1: our last, guest worked at Whole Foods, and he swears by it. He says it's the best. He says we're going to grocery stores the best.
0: So. No, it wasn't Whole Foods. It was. Uh, uh, Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's, that's it. Yeah, Trader okay. Joe's. Yep. Same yeah. difference, isn't it? No, no. Trader Joe's is uh, it's European, not in Little. On uh, Aldi, they're all uh, European, whereas uh, the other one, Whole Foods, is owned by Amazon. Really? Yes, sir. That happened a couple of years ago. Oh, so if you order a record from them, it'll be warped. That's why. That's Don't why, buy your records at Whole Foods, kids. That's why if you, uh, if you go to return something at Amazon these days, it'll often tell you that the closest return place is a Whole Foods. Really? Yep. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, the things you learn in this show, right?
1: All right. It, so I'll tell you what, Neil. Yes, yes exactly. Punk rock, real serious punk rock related material here. <laughs> um, you want to play a song first or shall I play a song first? Because, okay, so we, we should get right into a few things. So why don't we play a song and then we'll dive right into some stuff.
0: Okay, uh, why don't you play something, because I'm not ready to introduce my theme yet, so why don't you play something? I'm going to
1: play a song that will probably irritate the crap out of everyone.
0: Excellent. We like that. And
1: I'll, I'll get I'll get around to why I'm picking this later, but you know the great artist Pusset, of course. Oh, yeah,
0: from uh, Idaho, one of the all-time I believe. Great,
1: one of the all-time great punk metal skateboard artists of all time. Yep. But he had a band in the 80s, and he had a label in the 80s, actually, and he put out a bunch of his own stuff. And his band was called Septic Death. And they were pretty heavy. Definitely kind of like a crust punk metal kind of thing, right?
0: Yep. Some heavy album art and those things, too, that he drew up. Some shit. Did you get it?
1: Did you get intercepted? To death or were they too Medley for
0: you? Um, I got their first EP, so I got their first 12-inch EP with the one with like the girl with in the bikini, but she's got like the skeleton face. Um, That's probably
1: worth some dough.
0: Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, I, is it on li- Pushmore? Is it on Pushmore? His label? Um, I, I don't remember to be honest. Um, I got it just because he was affiliated with Thrasher at that time, and I was buying mm-hmm. anything to do with skate rock at all. Yep, but you're yep. right, you're right. I I've probably played it very seldom because I really didn't like it that much. Hmm.
1: Did that very famous Zorlock Metallica board that sold a buttload of copies in the eighties?
0: He did. Uh, he did almost all the artwork for Zorlach. Um So mm. and almost all the Zorlock stuff is super rare these days and goes for mm. goes for thousands of dollars if you can get a decent condition um, Zorlock deck. I had an original Zorlock John Gibson, uh, which was mm. excellent, but you can't get those for love, love, uh, love, no money these days. So,
1: all right. So, that, so what song did I pick? I can't remember the name of it.
0: Crocodile Tears, I believe.
1: Crocodile Tears, yes. So this is septic death with crocodile tears.
0: press head uh idaho's finest septic death was it idaho
1: i was thinking it was like nebraska or something I know no it was, it
0: was idaho yeah he was from idaho because
1: you said boy he'd be a great guest and i think he absolutely would be a great guest if anybody knows where to find him but i think he's kind of a recluse though i'm not positive
0: yeah i mean he was talk about a busy guy dude his artwork was in everything in the 80s yeah. every hardcore band in the and it 80s was
1: such a distinctive style that yep. no matter what he drew you could tell what it was it's amazing yep. really
0: yeah it's uh yeah,
1: he was. I, uh, I wish I, I wish I could go through and and remember all the stuff I've got that he did the artwork for. I know that like the FUs, I know I have an FUs album. I have a bunch of the Metallica singles and stuff that he did. I I assume he made enough money doing the Metallica stuff that he could make a good living, but I I just don't know.
0: You would think so, and plus, like you said, the Ola Zolak boards were all done by him, and you know those sold tens of thousands so i assume he i know got the a metallica
1: cup. one i know the metallica one did i don't know i
0: don't know if the, if the other ones did or not that was the only one i really remember was the metallica one yeah i mean these but are speak- the, these are boards. you'd probably remember if i if i put pictures of them up you'd probably remember the graphics you know
1: speaking of skateboards yes sir. because this show will be out in time for people who want to go check it out the weekend of of Motoblot, which is like the 24th 25th 26th of june yes your buddy Jason and our, our our first sponsor here at Punk Till I Die, uh, over at Illuminated Brew Works at the tap room, he said he's going to have his entire skate collection on display.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you remember so Illuminated Brew Works, the tap room. He already has a lot of boards hanging. He has a lot of old
1: eighties. Yep. Uh, yeah, kind and 70s of a Yeah, got kind of a warehousey vibe. So he's got a lot of room.
0: Yeah, but those are all completes. Most of them, you know, a bit used. But um, he has a killer um new old uh new old stock um skateboard deck collection. No, no, mm. no reissues, no repros at all. Everything is original, and he's got uh yeah. It's probably worth tens of thousands of dollars. I would say easily. Mm. He's probably got about a hundred, hundred fifty boards. I think so. That's going to be pretty wow. impressive, depending on how he wants to uh, how he wants to put him up. You know.
1: So what neighborhood is that in again? Because it's in Chicago, somewhere. It's kind of like an industrial neighborhood. It's not really one of the kind of neighborhoods but it's a cool cool place you should definitely go check it out illuminated brew works so what's what's the what's the neighborhood neil do you know what what's it
0: you know i don't know what the official neighborhood is um let me give you the address it's uh it's on northwest highway so it's on the north side it's like 61 almost 6200 northwest highway Mm. um yeah just a little south of uh of, of tui um on Northwest Highway, so it's very easy to find. As a matter of fact, um, it's kind of st- tucked away from the road a little bit, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's well worth going to. I think he's having uh, some kind of record fur there too. I mean, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff, so I think he's having huh. some like used record stores in there, and he might be having like some metal bands or something into play at this at the Bruce base too. So huh. uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on there. I know.
1: Well, you know what? On a on a different note that we'll double back to later, we should tell our pal Alan that cuz I know he was looking to do some pop-up stuff. So, yeah, mental and... note. Put a pin in that.
0: Yeah, and he also wants us to do a, a live show from there obviously, so that's just something that we have be, to coordinate.
1: Would, we got to We got to figure that out at some point this summer. We got to yeah, make that definitely. happen. Yeah, indeed. So, and unfortunately, I'm I'm pretty bummed out that I'm not going to be able to make it next so next weekend, it'll probably be after this is aired was going to be the t1 fest and uh i really would like to go there it's great cause great dudes running it uh but unfortunately i'm just still tied up with other people's i have some social obligations that are going to prevent me from prevent me from getting to chicago for that so anyway i I got got distracted i got distracted so anyway i better let you talk a little bit about what i know you're dying to talk about because i think that's kind of when you're going to reveal your theme or am i wrong about that your theme of your music you're going to play
0: yeah, but actually, just let me mention T1 Fest a little bit more. Um, I'm probably going to okay. go on Friday. I'm not going to go on Saturday. I don't think. Um, yep. So on Friday, uh, we got let's see, Direct Hit, Tightwire, The Putts, Zoonoids, uh, and uh, headlining is Nerf Herder. Um, I'm most excited to see the Putts and Zoonoids. I guess um, those are going to be the. I just there.
1: got the I just got the new Zoonoids split. I should play them.
0: Okay. Good. Good, good. So, uh, yeah, so I'll I'll hopefully see the Capcom Heroes guys there on Friday. Yeah, I can't make it on Saturday because a I have a graduation party I got to go to. So um, out in the western burbs. So I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. But uh, that's this weekend. And then in a couple of weekends, like you were mentioning, it's it, there's a lot going on that weekend. There's Motoblot, Susie Moon on the Friday. Then on the Saturday, there's Jason's board thing and moto block during the day and also a uh, sack are playing at night it's at, uh, up at um up in McHenry so did you see they're playing reggies on sunday also i did so i don't know what i'm doing that weekend's going to be hectic man dude i'm having a real
1: hard time with that weekend too and i'll yeah. i'll we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to that or not but i i've already I finally made the commitment that I'm going to be up in Green Bay, so I got tickets, I got a hotel. It's just a matter of what to do on Friday.
0: Are we going to come in and could. see Susie Moon with us?
1: We were thinking about it, but I'm I'm kind of it's it's kind of tempted to go all the way to Milwaukee on Friday night, um, because it's a lot shorter. Little jaunt in the morning up to Green Bay.
0: Is that so? I, I don't know what we're going to do. We've, and, we're
1: still we're still. I've been. Trying to figure it out. I love the idea of going to see Susie and going to Motoblock because I've never been, and you talk so highly about it. I would like to check it out, but I think – I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm
0: going to do. Is anything happening in, in, so, in Milwaukee on the Friday that you would go see?
1: Um, Yeah, the Summerfest. Like they have that big outdoor Oh, yeah, Summerfest,
0: right, right, yeah.
1: And the Violent Femmes are headlining on Friday night, who I love. So.
0: Oh, okay, so, then. There you go.
1: So seeing seeing the Violent Femmes in Milwaukee and, uh, at Summerfest would be about the most nostalgic thing I could possibly do. So, but I'm still, I'm still, it's still kind of in the air. So,
0: we'll see what happens. I'll oh, I meant, no. talking you'll, be the fir- to, you'll be the first to know. Talking of the violin femmes, um, I meant yeah. to mention this. Uh, you know, when I was going on about that terrible band that I saw, the Knee Highs, mm-hmm. the other week.
1: Did they play Blister in the song? They
0: did. They did the worst cover Everybody of Blister. Everybody
1: thinks they can play that song, and nobody plays it well.
0: It was so bad. Like, but the most basic stuff you would think you'd be able to get, like, like, like the drum beat. You know, do 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 that bit. <laughs> yeah. But she she got the fucking drumming wrong there. It's like, how did you get that wrong? So anyway, mm. that just reminds me. Once again, me of
1: that. the knee highs receive a good dose of Neil's venom.
0: <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and at Moto Blood on Saturday, somehow Slutter have made it on the bill again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this the bill is really. Um, I noticed it's very, very like um, Americana heavy.
0: Yeah, it is. It always is. It, there's always a lot of rockabilly and stuff yeah, like that. The roots I mean, t- type Wayne, stuff. But... Wayne
1: Hancock. Wayne Hancock is playing. I saw him Man. one
0: year. He was fantastic. Wayne Hancock's fantastic. Yeah, yeah he's
1: he's a great guitar player, right? Yeah. It's like,
0: does he play slide? Yeah. He he does he does a bit of both. I think. Yeah.
1: And then uh, like, uh, goddamn gals are a Michigan band that plays like a circus, weird steampunk kind of Americana. Um, I can't remember who else was on there, but it was. It looked like a fun bill. It's, it's weird because Susie's like the only thing on Friday night. Yeah, like, fri- yeah.
0: Friday night normally isn't a big night. Friday nights it's like the kickoff. and uh, oh, okay. So normally, they, it's pretty it's pretty lame on a Friday night normally. So I'm not quite sure how they got Susie Moon. So that's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, is that like, I mean, can you get up pretty close? Is it, a, is it a huge crowd or can you get up pretty close to the stage usually?
0: But you can get as, cr- as close to the stage as you would like to. Mm. Basically, yeah.
1: Well, it's, that's always true, but I mean, how hard do you have to push? Yeah, no, you, you don't
0: to. have to push at all. And in fact, on a Friday, okay. I would imagine there won't be that many people there at all. Like I say, most of the stuff isn't even set up on the Friday. Most of the stuff is set up. This, Saturday is the big day. That's you know, the, that's the I gotta,
1: day. I gotta say, I am, am amazed by the amount of touring Susie Moon is doing this year, and it appears that there's more to come. So mm. I'm, and we'll get to that later too. So. I'll tell you what, Neil. Are you ready to play a song? You want me to play another song, and then we'll finally get to what we're what I know you're dying to talk about.
0: No, no, I'm I'm, I'm ready. So, um, I've been watching, you know, because I was just over COVID and all that, and I had a week off and stuff like that. So yeah. I've been watching a lot of TV because the weather's been yep. kind of shitty, as you know. Um, yep. so first I watched. I got the entire series of Mad Men. So watch that back to front. That was fantastic. I what was how that like five that seasons, was. seven seasons.
1: And that's those are longer longer seasons, right?
0: Um, like 12, 13 episodes a season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, uh, what was that? eighty-five, ninety 90 episodes, something like that. Yeah. With like, you know, and then there'd be like, uh, explaining the episode at the end of it or whatever. Um, and it was so weird watching them back to back rather than, you know, it used to be a week between them. Right. So sometimes you'd, or you'd skip an episode and you'd miss one or whatever, but watching them like three, four episodes a day. He got to see a lot more. And you, I don't know. Anyway, it was excellent. I, I really loved it.
1: Well, the but, tension between episodes, you kind of get immediate relief. When you don't watch it for the week, the tension sort of dissipates.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. My memory, I could remember some things, but other things I missed completely. So mm. that was kind of – anyway, watch that. And then I we started watching uh, – we watched uh, the new episodes of Stranger Things. Yep. So I had, I had caught up on just that. Just
1: started it myself, no spoiler alerts.
0: Yeah, I had caught up on the old episodes over the uh, over the spring, so I was kind of up to date on that. So when season four just came out, we watched those, like, all of them, back to back, and that was good. And then we started watching the X-Files again. So that got me in a real science fiction-y mood. So um, my theme tonight, I was going to play some science fiction stuff. So uh, I'm actually going to start with uh, an absolute classic of that genre, even though I wouldn't, they're obviously not a punk rock band, but I would, uh, I'm going to play uh, Planet Claire by the B-52s, because why not, right? It's fantastic. Mm, so Interesting. Yep, B-52s, Planet Claire.
1: A little different than Septic Death, my friend.
0: <laughs> a little bit. You all knew that one. That's uh, Planet Claire from the fabulous B 52's first album, which I bought when I was on vacation in France in 1979.
1: How's that? Mm. So, speaking of fiction, you Neil. Know,
0: yes. Speaking of fiction.
1: Maybe not as much science.
0: And speaking of TV. Um, yes. So, as well, I watched the new uh, show Pistol about the Sex Pistols, right? It's on Hulu in the States. I think it's on Disney disney plus or whatever it is in in the uk yeah, but yeah. it's on uh yeah it's on it's on hulu here so the six episodes and i watched them over two days last weekend Are they
1: like an hour long or what about yeah about an hour, an hour or... long
0: yeah yeah about okay. an hour long a piece so i watched those over last weekend and uh probably maybe finished them up on monday or something um and uh so we're gonna talk you'll about answer that me let, let me let me ask you
1: one question yes, first because you pretend i'm an idiot here why should I know who Danny Boyle is? Why would I care who Danny Boyle is? Who is Danny Boyle? Um, he's made some pretty big films,
0: right? He's a pretty big filmmaker.
1: I think, is he right? English or is he American or what?
0: I think he's English. Let me huh. hold on. Let me look. Because people
1: talk about him like he's Martin Scorsese or something. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I don't know who this guy is really. I mean, and, and I'm not a huge film buff, so I mean, I, I could easily be missing something. But
0: okay, he's from Manchester. Oh, he did Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. That's
1: a bleak, yeah, bleak uh, movie.
0: Yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. Ugh. Um, I don't know. So he's a pretty famous director, I guess. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, and sl- and both of those are fine movies. I mean, it's just not, not my thing really, but okay.
0: Yeah. Um, All
1: right. I, so he's, so he's, he's made more – I mean, those are – I mean, Trainspotting is a dire movie. Um, and well, you didn't Slumdog
0: like it? What's that? You didn't like Train Spotting?
1: No, I liked it. It just was not – it was pretty –
0: movie very fucking depressing uh, yeah yeah
1: i've never saw slumdog millionaire I i probably would enjoy it i should watch it but I, I haven't seen it so
0: yeah it's okay it's okay you know if you like to watch people run around in the indian you know ghetto uh and who and who doesn't <sighs> yeah
1: um it reminds you of your boyhood home right
0: oh you know what he made 28 days later which i really liked that oh, uh that, was that cool. english yep, zombie yep. zombie horror movie. yeah yep. horror movie yeah that was good um so okay. he's made some decent stuff so you know he made the uh they did the film adaptation, all the video adaptation of steve jones book uh lonely boy right
1: yep which i've read did you read the book
0: i didn't read the book actually no so
1: i read the book okay go ahead so um Sorry.
0: Yeah, let's like like I say, it's in six episodes. Um, I came into it because I'd seen the clips, and I thought I was gonna hate it, because uh, the clips just made it look almost like a cartoon, almost like a joke. And uh, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. But there was still issues with it, um, and like. Uh, issues that didn't need to be there so i've have, have you, you you haven't seen it right you don't have hulu i have not okay
1: my issue is that i had hulu see college kids can get uh like spotify premium and hulu for like 5.99 a month mm-hmm. but i didn't have any kids in college for a minute there so i lost my hulu now i have I have i have my alex is back in college and murphy's gonna be in college here in a minute so i will rectify that asap because i so, do want to watch this i, I mean, feel so left out of the conversation it's been like all the buzz on our facebook group and it's like and i have no idea so
0: so i mean that there used to be a free hulu right that had ads but uh it was free i don't know if there still is or not oh you
1: know know, i I guess i don't know i haven't
0: uh i mean they might have done they might have done away with that because they were one of the first streaming services right
1: i think with that college package i think we had commercials
0: oh okay yeah 'Cause there's it's levels I mean I used to have the full package of Hulu where you get all your all your actual live TV as well. But, oh yeah. Man, they were bumping the like up like ten dollars like every month. So I fucking ditched well, that. Well, before you
1: ready. know it, you're paying more than you were for cable this yes. for it. <laughs> That's true, yeah, man. That's very true. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I Anywho. will watch it soon. Anyway, I need to get Spotify Premium back too. I don't I I'm not a big fan of streaming music. I don't do it at home. But at work, I do. And if you don't have Spotify Premium, it won't let you listen to whole albums, and it's super, super annoying because I'm old and I like to listen to whole albums.
0: And don't they do the commercials like every every two songs or something? So. Every oh, half hour, so yeah.
1: Fucking annoying. Yes. Um, What's pride? Leave me alone. I just want to listen to some Sex Pistols.
0: <laughs> well, talking of that, uh, so I mean, I'm not going to go a blow by blow of every episode, but sure. uh, the the way it was broken down. So I don't know how the book is. Does does, does the book end? uh when when the sex pistols break up
1: no, he talks about his life in l a and stuff there's, okay. there's like a he, it's it's pretty much up to at least the nineties I would say he talks about later bands and stuff a little bit
0: okay so there's none of that in stuff this. Like that. there's none of that in this it ends with uh it actually ends with with uh with nancy dying and sid and sid dying that's that's where it ends so it's a very huh. it's strictly sex pistols right so huh. Which and that's is, okay. Which is fine, yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a blow by blow of every episode, but I'll just uh, hit some high points of things that I thought were interesting or kind of shitty. Um, the first episode, let's see, was called "Cloak of Invisibility," and that's like super early stuff, right? It's like Steve nicking stuff from from Bowie yep. um, at the Thames Smith Odeon, I believe. Yep. And um, famous
1: white, uh, the famous white uh, Les Paul.
0: No, that no. No, see that came out in the show. uh The Les Paul was given to him by Malcolm, who got it from Sylvain Sylvain from the Dolls. Mm. Yep, that's okay. And I read that somewhere but, else today. So that's but if
1: you read the book, if you read the book, like it starts out talking about his childhood. He had a pretty bad childhood. He would, raised by stepdads and it wasn't or something he didn't have a good childhood did, did you go into that at all or not really kind of yeah that. yeah a
0: little bit in fact he made out like his like his one of his stepdads uh made him give him hand jobs or something so oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, you're right that was in the book you're yeah, right
0: yeah so the first and there
1: was but fir- it's like it, it really you when you start reading the book you're like did he just write this book to brag about a how good of a thief he was, and B, how many chicks he banged, because that's what it actually comes across like kind of in
0: the book. And that's what a lot of the TV show was as well, to be honest. There was a lot of shagging in the TV show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the first episode was, yeah, a lot of him growing up um, and uh, meeting, you know, meet him and Wally and Paul Cook and Glenn starting the Swankers and uh okay. it sure you know it went on and on and on with him writing the one song he, you know he wrote 17 lazy sod okay um and so they went on uh, over that over and over and over about that um and then him going into uh sex you know malcolm mclaren shop and yep. uh you know and, and, and meeting malcolm and stuff and malcolm saying that he wanted to manage the band and um that was like the first episode, so it it, it was interesting uh, seeing that Swanka stuff because you know Wally doesn't get a lot of pub anywhere, right? Wally Nightingale, and uh, I,
1: dude, I am a huge Sex Pistols fan. I've never heard that name before in my life. Really?
0: Okay, yeah, nope. he was like the original guitar player.
1: Um, he was like the Pete Best of the Sex Pistols.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, that's exactly right.
1: Of course, I know Pete Best's name, so I guess that's not even a fair comparison. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um. Chrissy Hind is in it a lot is in the TV show a lot and that really surprised me but they didn't make it obvious that it was Chrissy Hind. like I had other people text me and say who was that Chrissy that was in at the American and I'm like yeah that was Chrissy Hind, dude they didn't mm. they didn't make that obvious until she starts playing a pretend song, like in like episode six or something um mm. so she's in it every episode a lot in fact she, they made it out like it was Steve's Steve's girlfriend Um, and they were having sex constantly in every episode, which, uh, I know they probably needed a love interest for it because it's a TV show when it's not a documentary, but still, it doesn't help that in, um, one of Steve's recent podcasts, he had Chrissy Hind on and they both admitted that they probably only had sex once or twice. Mm. So, uh, (laughs) that kind of made a mockery Mm. of the TV show that was about to come out. Um, Mm. so episode two is called Rotten and that's, um they meet they meet Johnny right and it's a mistake because Vivian Westwood in the shop uh, says oh yeah i've got you know there's this guy called John and he'll be a great singer for the band Kick out, she was, talking about, she was talking about Sid. She right? was actually talking about Sid, yeah. Yep. And uh, but Malcolm doesn't realize that and he finds Johnny and down the pub, John Lydon, and uh, brings him into audition. I mean, this was stuff that's been the stuff of legend, right? Um, yep. we all know those stories and we all know you know stories about sex. So, what was actually interesting was seeing the sex shop because I assume they did an accurate portrayal of the sex shop and it was actually just just dumpy little storefront. You know this tiny little dirty storefront. I guess
1: that I guess that shouldn't come as a surprise, right?
0: Well, to me it did because I don't know. I, I, I you heard about it so much it'd become like legendary.
1: Well, but you it, had to know it wasn't going to be glitzy. It wasn't going to look like a mall store, right? It wasn't going to be glitzy and glammy, right? I guess,
0: but from the outside it looked nice. He had those big rubber letters and stuff, and it looked it looked pretty impressive. But yeah, it was just a dumpy little shop with like two racks of clothes. Mm. Um, and Chrissy Hind working back there in Jordan um so that was cool seeing that and then they did the famous you know they got johnny back from the pub and he was miming to the jukebox and uh so that was that was pretty good who knows how accurate that was but again we'd heard about it for years so seeing it in the flesh was was actually pretty cool uh the girl that plays uh, chrissy hind does a fantastic job she was really really good uh charismatic and the kid that plays malcolm mclaren uh we've You've probably seen him before. He's been in lots of movies and lots of things. Um funnily enough, he played a young Paul McCartney in one of those early Beatles movies. So mm. that that was that was pretty funny. Uh but he does a really good job of Malcolm and he's just fucking annoying as hell. Uh the woman playing Vivian Westwood was great. And actually she they made Vivian a lot more uh what was the word? What's what, what should I say? Um empathetic or sympathetic than Malcolm. Malcolm just comes off as a dick. And you're not quite sure why. Was Vivian Westwood seems to really to believe in the cause, and you know, trying to fuck up the. Don't you think Malcolm really
1: was probably a dick though? Oh, completely. Or no, a I'm,
0: no, I'm, I'm sure he was. Um,
1: or at least a, an opportunist, right, or something, right? But it
0: never it never really comes out why he wants to manage the Sex Pistols. Like Vivian Westwood mm-hmm. is making the clothes because she does want to make a statement, you know, and and, and fucking. Well, but the...
1: but it's, but it's a promotion for the store too, right? If the band does well, the store does well.
0: Funny thing was, he changed the name of the store four times. So that's mm. not very good branding right there, is it? Mm. Um, I'm sorry, that's, why uh,
1: Neil, that's why Neil won't allow any other images of uh, the Punk That Die podcast. <laughs> yes, it, it's, all about brand brand, it's all about branding. It's all about branding. It's all about stolen brand image.
0: That's why Nike never changes their the logo. God damn it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Well, I thought it was because they couldn't teach the six year old Asian kids making
0: their shoes how to do a different logo. <laughs> it's sewing it so upside down. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. So uh sorry I'm all over the place here, aren't I? Um No you're
1: you're 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 pretty focused. Is that so that's episode two, you're finishing up episode two, I assume.
0: Yeah, I mean the attention to detail was the attention to detail uh was great. Um so you know, Steve uh because I, I haven't read Steve's book, but I've read John Neaton, obviously a couple of the books by Johnny and I've read Glenn Matlock's book. And the fact that they say that, you know, Johnny came in looking for a pair of white brothel creepers with that was accurate. That's exactly what Johnny says too. So I know that was right. And that's how they get him Hmm. to, you know, to, to mime in front of the jukebox and all that. Um, One of the annoying things is that Glenn is portrayed as a complete wimp throughout the, throughout the show. Um, Mm -hmm. He just seems like a super nice guy. And of course he wrote all the fucking songs. You know, he wrote all the music, and yeah. and that doesn't come across at all. He wrote pretty vacant, pretty much all by himself, and that doesn't yeah, come I, across. Yeah, yeah, I at get all.
1: the feeling that, that there's been some conflict about that. I think as far as how much of the writing Steve Jones actually did. Yeah, so I mean, like I, I, I said, he did, he did he
0: 17, and that was pretty much his claim to fame. And they keep talking about that in every fucking episode. Um. Hmm. So let's see. They have oh um. So Jordan is in it, obviously, you know, who worked at Sex, um, who just I died. mean, I know the name. We
1: just talked about her. She yeah, just died she just died. Story. Yeah.
0: Not super well known to American audiences, but. And she's played by Maisie Williams. Do you know who Maisie Williams is?
1: I don't know. What else has she played?
0: She was, uh, she was Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. So if you know Game of Thrones at all, she was like the. Is that the redhead? No, she was the, like the little kid. Who turned oh, into like girl, an, an assassin? Yeah, I mean, okay. obviously, Game of Thrones was on for so long that she wasn't a little kid by the end, but that's who it was. And so she's a <laughs> believe don't me. Don't start
1: ogling her in season one, you creeps. <laughs> believe me, um, she's a
0: she's a grown woman now because she's uh, playing Jordan. She's uh, she's cycling around on a bike with a see through raincoat and nothing else. And uh, so.
1: I'm only 3 episodes into or like 4 episodes into Game of Thrones. My son blackmailed me into watching it. I've been enjoying it, but I just got started, so.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know who she Once is. Once again,
1: then. no spoilers, losers. Yeah, so you know who she is then. So Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean she's literally probably like 12 years
0: old, 10 yeah. years old. Well, she's not 12 years old anymore. She has uh <laughs> let's see, how do I how do I put it? Great tracts of land. She has a really nice boots. I've
1: been known to cre- I've been known to get creepy over her but I waited till she <laughs> was of age, right? Yes. Yeah, so she's a beautiful All woman. She's a beautiful yes, woman. Yes, um she is.
0: But, uh, yeah, so uh, Jordan is great, um, let's see what else happened in that second episode. They have a big party at the Denmark uh street studio, which is funny as fuck, um the Bromley contingent are there, Susie Sue, and some guy playing Billy Idol who does it just fucking awful, um, he's no good at all, so that was, so, 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 yeah, so that was uh well, he's just has he's in it for like five seconds, you wouldn't even know it's Billy Idol if you didn't if you didn't know to look for it. Um,
1: I think Billy is one of those characters that's too easy to overdo, overplay.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, anyway. you know, and it ends up with them uh, playing their first gig, which was at St. Martin's uh, College in uh, November mm-hmm. 75. And um, they're warming up. For, November of 75. Yep. Yeah, they're warming up for a band called Bazooka Joe and they borrow their equipment and there's a fight at the end because they they basically trash the they trash the speakers or the PA or something so there's a bit of a I fight that
1: bazooka, I remember that bazooka Joe remember that name bazooka Joe name yep that's well, also
0: of lore well the reason you'll remember the bazooka Joe name is because I missed it wasn't this wasn't mentioned in the show at all and maybe Steve just forgot because his memory is shot a young Adam Ant was actually the bass player for Bazooka Joe Oh I'm no, kidding yeah so i mean that's kind of that's kind of famous um episode 3 is called bodies and it, i guess the, the the main thing in episode three is uh pauline who the uh song bodies is about
1: right pauline from uh the slits
0: no just no there's this crazy chick called pauline who carries an oh abort- pauline
1: i'm thinking palm
0: Ma- palm palm olive you're I mean, thinking Paul of yeah yeah no this is pauline who's like a like a mental patient who's walking around what with her a beated fo- baby. aborted yeah. fetus in a bag yeah, so she's a she's a recurring mm. character throughout that episode, and um, they, uh, you know, so they're starting to gig out more then, and it shows them playing the 100 Club, and they go on a, again about, oh, we only have one song, and we ought to do all covers, that's no good, we should write some more songs, but that's not true, at that 100 Club gig, and this is the kind of thing that drives me crazy, that 100 Club gig, they actually played five originals, they mm. already had, did you know wrong, 17... New York submission and pretty vacant, so mm. they actually had five originals, and they did five covers yeah, You can look all this stuff up i mean it's not it's not difficult to look up. there's the set list of all their shows, so I don't know why mm. they had to put that in the TV show when it's not right. um Let's see what else. Uh, they show them writing Anarchy in the u k which is actually fascinating. I don't know how accurate it is, but like you know there's a Glenn comes up with a part of a baseline, and they're doing it really slow. And Johnny makes him play it much faster than starts. Just you know, doing the Antichrist, you know, Anarchist line. So that was actually pretty cool. Mm. Um, Steve Jones and uh, Chrissy Hyde having sex constantly. So that's they keep mm. cutting their way to that. They play a prison, uh, Chelmsford prison.
1: I have which, the I have the, boot, I have the bootleg of that,
0: which they did play, but. They make it out like it was their second or third gig. It was actually... They'd been going for ages when they played that Chelmsford Prison gig. Mm. They'd probably played like 50 shows by then.
1: They, they, there's a pretty easy-to-find soundboard tape of it. They sound pretty good, actually, at that point.
0: Oh, is that right? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, there's lots of lots of early gig stuff. Oh, I'm getting a spam call. Hold on. Turn that off. Um,
1: My old friend Spam Likely? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Uh, I get numerous of those a day, and I get spam texts these days too.
1: Great, so, which great, is weird. Great punk name, huh? My, it's my friend Spam. Spam likely. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I've you been go. getting those too, dude. I've like the the political texts. Like, why are you texting me with your political bull- bullshit?
0: I've been getting those, but then I've oh. also been getting ones. Hey, is this Steve? You left your bag at my house. You know, shit like that. Mm. I would constantly come over and those.
1: I'll rape you. I mean, give you your bag. <laughs> Jesus
0: <back>. Christ. <laughs> um. <laughs> So,
1: yeah, that's the, that's the other one too, the great one. Is this Karen? And like, no, you got the wrong number. Well, maybe you could help me then. I'm clucking for the (laughs) (laughs) policeman.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like, yeah, that's, that's,
0: I think, I think in that Chelmsford prison thing, they show them playing bodies and they didn't play bodies there at all. Bodies wasn't written until mid 77. They didn't play bodies live till late '77, so uh, that was hmm. again that kind of anachronistic thing. Well, is... that,
1: when when did the when did the Nevermind the Bollocks album come out? '77, late '77. Well, yeah, I know, but what part of the year it was like early in the year, wasn't it? No, it was late. It was like November. Or okay, so that might have actually been like written after Sid joined.
0: Um, I, I think it was written before he joined, but uh, yeah, it it was recorded later on. Uh, they didn't play they so didn't stop playing it at live till later seventy seven. I looked all this stuff up to make sure I wasn't. So Steve crazy.
1: Jones probably played bass on that one actually on the record. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah. They they show that a bit. Um episode four is Pretty Vacant, it's called Pretty Vacant. I'll tell you what,
1: why don't we why don't we play another song since this is this is kind of a long segment. All right, man. You want me to do another one?
0: Uh yes, you can if you like. Or maybe I'll you know what I'll it's, do it's, I'll do something from that few. time. Go ahead, if you... Yeah, I'll do something from yep, that time. Ahead. Um I'm gonna do uh sticking with a science fiction theme. I'm gonna do uh mm-hmm. early song by the Rosillos. Uh, this mm. is one of their third single, I believe. This is Flying Sorcerer Attack.
1: Oh, great song. There you go.
0: They got Rosillo's with Flying Sorcerer Attack. I An mean,
1: underrated band, man. That one album is amazing.
0: Yeah, it is. They got, man, that bass they player a is so good. They made a second
1: one like eight years ago or something. That wasn't they bad did. either. But they did, first
2: yeah.
0: one was amazing. All right, so we're halfway through. Episode four. Episode, Episode four. four of Pistol. Pretty vacant, this one's called. So it starts with them going on uh, Tony Wilson uh, on the So It Goes show, where they were live on TV doing Anarchy in the UK. It was September 76, um, and that is accurate. They did a pretty good job with that. They did them. And so one thing I learned on one of the podcasts, one of Steve Jones' podcasts, is that the actors actually played all the instruments. So they actually did it. Really? There was no miming here at all. They actually played, just like in that Joy Division movie, Control, uh, the actors learned all the instruments and played them. So that's why they mm. carried off so well, you know, and they did a really good mm. job with the. They did a great job with the uh, clothes, and they did an incredible job with the um with flyers and stuff on the walls like posters and flyers and stuff they were very accurate for the time um so that was good um they do a lot of gigs they go up north uh for the first time they go and play some gigs in yorkshire um so if you don't know anything about english geography london's southeast uh the Leeds and manchester and stuff are up north you know and they're supposedly less civilized and stuff so they got a pretty rough reception when they were playing up north that was pretty funny seeing that stuff. Again, the timeline was kind of fucked up because some of the stuff they were, some of the towns they said they were playing in 76, they actually didn't play till mid 77. But what are you going to do? Hmm. Um, and then the, uh, it ends up uh, with the Grundy thing, with them going live on TV. Ah, yes. You know, yes. The, the famous Bill Grundy thing. and That it's,
1: cost them a lot of gigs.
0: It did. And it started off pretty accurate um but for some reason i mean
1: the, it's on tape i had a, like a yep. like album that had the whole interview on i mean i've heard it you the real, wait, yeah interview. You,
0: can, you can watch it on youtube but for some reason they go off script a little bit and they emphasize some things and de-emphasize other things i don't know why they did that because like you say we've all seen it and heard it before um and in fact i don't know if you well it's lo- funny
1: because i had heard it but i really didn't have a context for it until I read about the fact that they felt like he was being creepy with their
0: girls. Yeah, they went. Yeah, okay. Right? So, so what it was? So, people that don't know, they went on like daytime TV. Um, not daytime, like evening time TV. Like six six six. Think 6:00 PM. like Oprah, though. I mean, it was like a variety
1: show kind of a thing, or like a talk show, really, right?
0: Well, see, at six p.m., it's like it's like a thing that, uh, added onto the end of the news kind of thing, right? And uh, it was supposed to be Queen. Oh, it's supposed to be Queen, but Queen couldn't make it, so they got the pistols in at the last minute and had them in the studio they didn't play any songs but they had them and the bromley contingent in the studio
1: so there's probably like 10 people sitting there or eight people sitting there right like it was a big pretty good crowd
0: yeah the sex was sitting down the bromley contingent which is suzy sue and steve severin and and uh and their manager nils um stand are standing one behind one. them and uh i think sue catwoman was there too and um bill grundy is drunk the, the guy who's presenting it is just this old middle aged guy and he's drunk and he's trying or to you make, judge or and he's, judge and man. he's trying to make fun of him and the pistol he he didn't realise the pistols had been in the green room for hours and they were hammered. So he starts giving them <laughs> abuse and they start swearing at him and at that time in England man there was no swearing on national on you know especially prime time T V. No swearing at all. So But it wasn't delayed. No it, it wasn't, wasn't delayed. They didn't nope. have a Nope. contingency for it nope it went out live and so the pistols immediately got tons of bad press and you know they had all like the anarchy tour was basically canceled from start to finish they maybe did like four gigs out of the, 40 or something
1: where you look at that tour now and say this was the most amazing tour it might have been the most amazing tour in the history of music and most of them were canceled by the you know by the tipper gores of the world outside of the shows and calling the venues and stuff because it was it remind remind me of the anarchy tour again it was the pistols the damned Johnny Thunder, Johnny Thunders
0: and the Heartbreakers, and the Clash. <laughs> I mean,
1: pretty, pretty decent lineup,
0: huh? Fucking punk rock royalty, right there, right? Every single one of them. Holy cow! Yeah. I mean, how,
1: I mean, how many? I mean, you probably give up a pinky and a half to see that, right? Oh, fuck yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and the, like I say, I think they only played like four or five gigs out of like the 30 or thirty-five that were, yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, and then they got tons. Of, they got kicked off of. Uh, they got kicked off of EMI, right? They got kicked off of EMI because of all the furor and stuff like that, right? So, okay. So there's a lot of that in that episode. Um, they got that,
1: kicked off the EMI, but famously kept all their advance, bunny. They did, course. and then they got signed to Thus A&M. the song EMI. Yep.
0: And yes. then they got signed to A and M. Um, so there was a lot of. Uh, it was that, and then there was a lot of the the, the afterbirth of that, right? So they show him uh, getting beaten up at the 100 Club, Johnny getting bottled at the 100 Club, and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> like I say, I don't know why they went off script on the and the Bill Grundy thing, because we've all seen it, and we can see the evidence of it. Yeah, very well um, documented. And in fact, the yes. arm, if you've seen that, that that funny thing on YouTube, the Amish Sex Pistols, where they're all dressed up like Amish kids, um, that's actually more accurate. That's like word for word accurate. Have you ever seen that? Hmm. the amish pistols what is it the The amish i don't i don't think so (laughs) it's very very funny you know they're all dressed up like the amish you know with like big cats and stuff you know what the amish are right there's
1: so such weird stuff you know you sent me that weird like bbc sex pistols christmas specialist some (laughs) of that stuff is so foreign to my american eyes like they would have never like they would have never been like a like a mainstream CBS would have never done a Christmas special with like Joey Ramone handing out <laughs> presents. To kids. Yeah.
2: It was
0: just right? So weird. Yeah. It was
1: so very British.
0: Well, I hadn't seen that until, uh, but. until, well, that's another thing that's good about this show. They like splice in like, bits of the news and like what was popular on tv and what was on top of the pops and shit and how so you know they really do put it in the time really well you know there's like london is filthy because it was a garbage strike and everyone is depressed and the country was in a fucking mess and so you know they 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 give you the backstory really well you know i'll I'll give them that they really do do a good job with that (sighs) okay so now we're getting into uh so those those first four episodes are by far the best you know, the history of the pistols. Um, when it so, gets...
1: so somebody else on our page, I think it was Brian from, uh, our buddy Brian from Virginia, is it? I think he said it seems like the first four were really well scripted and the, like he had to cram like eight episodes in the last two or something.
0: Well, and it's as soon and again, it's just like with the real band. As soon as Sid joins, everything goes to shit, right? So, um, you know, this got us basically to the end of 76, the beginning of 77 um you know uh malcolm for whatever reason decides to turn john against glenn and they kick glenn out and uh and get Sid in you know instead of being up here in a f- few times in the show but not really much he's just kind of a big fucking and, and dork
1: the, the truth is glenn was a real musician
0: yeah he was good yeah and, and
1: probably you know and 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 steve's not c Steve jones wasn't a bad guitar player and so you know they were and paul cook wasn't a bad drummer so they were actually a decent musical band at that point
0: oh yeah yeah they were they were powerhouse i think by that point and then but they kicked out uh you know one of the one of the main guys in the band and got Sid in who couldn't play a fucking lick you know because he looked the part and acted like a dickhead um, and so from that part, if that, Glenn
1: would have had a cooler name, I think he'd have been all right.
0: Well, you know, he's, but again, he's a bass player too. I mean, I guess, I guess in punk rock, Dee Dee was cool? Uh, you know, a lot of cool bass players, I guess. But I mean, I really like Glenn. I I always thought Glenn looked good. He played the rickenbacker, and I always thought he looked great. You know,
1: mm. um, and, actually, and they let it, they let him plug it into the amp. Which yes, is nice. he
0: actually he actually could play and, and, write, and write songs. <laughs> funnily enough, um, so episode five, yeah, uh, it's actually called Nancy and Sid. Instead of Sid and Nancy, which I thought was kind of, mm. which was, I thought was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, so they get they get Sid in the band, and then Nancy just appears out of nowhere, which was weird. You know, they didn't really they didn't really say that you know the heartbreakers brought her over and then couldn't wait to get rid of her because she was such a fucking leech, right? And it, uh, it
1: is amazing, man. Even even after her death, nobody could say anything nice about her. They're just like this woman was just poison.
0: Yeah. And the act, the actress playing her. I mean, she's she's such an easy thing to play though, because she's such a stereotype, and a New York accent is such a stereotype. But the actress playing yeah. her did a really terrible job. Um, she didn't mm. have the accent down at all. She wasn't. She didn't really look like her. Um, she just. It just wasn't good. And the Sid. This the actor playing Sid didn't was Courtney. Do a good was job. Courtney
1: Love not available?
0: <laughs> I guess not. I guess not.
1: Um, she she missed out the first time in the movie. I thought maybe they would give her a break this time
0: you know so in these latter episodes these last two episodes like you didn't get any of the cool characters they weren't really in it much anymore like jordan wasn't in it and so it was it was just a lot of Sid, and it just got weird and depressing uh Mm. like i said then the the actors playing nancy did a bad job steve just seemed fucked up and weird all the time like depressed because malcolm had was fucking up the band so much and uh i don't know the last two episodes just weren't good so the last episode was called Who Killed Bambi, and it's basically them on the U.S. tour, you know, which ends up mm-hmm. in San Francisco when the band breaks up. Yep. And then they do a little bit of some of the afterbirth from that, um, you know, uh, Steve and Paul Cook going down to Argentina or Brazil or whatever to record a track with – the great train robber, Ronnie Biggs, and uh, Sid doing a bit of his solo shit and doing the My Way thing, and then it ends up with Sid stabbing Nancy. It, I don't know. It's just, It just piddled. So, it just okay, fizzles so they, out. They,
1: it fizzles out completely. They show Sid stabbing Nancy?
0: Well, they show her dead in the bathroom and okay. Sid going in there, you know, crying. So it, it certainly doesn't say that Sid did it by any means. Mm. But because uh, they show actually show Sid passed out on the bed while she's dead in the bathroom. So, you know, I guess you left you make your own conclusions, but um,
1: yeah. I, I believe. I actually, I, I've come to the conclusion over the years. When I was a kid, I always just assumed he did it. But much like Waddy from The Exploited, I now believe that Sid Vicious was innocent. I was convinced
0: Sid Vicious was innocent. Okay, um, yeah, That's, I don't, I don't think he did it either. I think he was too fucked up. I don't think he did it. Uh, he was. They just said he was
1: just. He just was. He had no. He had no venom in him. You know, he just wasn't. He had no vile they said he was just like a child like a moon child
0: well no he was even he did he was a nasty bastard i mean he like he attacked people in the club he killed a guy. Cat. he did are- yeah he did a lot of nasty shit but um i don't i just don't think he did i think he was too out of his fucking head to do it and there was a bunch of money missing from the room and so somebody was clearly in there uh you yes. know there's a lot of now that I,
1: now, now that howie pyro is dead
0: we'll never know that's right um so, yeah, so I enjoyed it. They got a lot of things spot on and I, I enjoyed it. But um, I don't know. It was almost like it was a movie about a band, a fictional band uh, in some ways. And I could enjoy it more if I thought of it in those terms rather than all the things I could You just pick, couldn't I could stop
1: fact-checking it in your brain.
0: Kinda, because it was like, well, why did they do that? Why there was That was completely yeah. unnecessary to do, you know, to, to say that they played bodies that early on when they didn't. Now, the backstory of Pauline was fascinating, you know. Her name was Pauline. Hmm. She lived in a tree. Because she did. She lived, she lived in a treehouse for a while, I guess. And she'd broken out of a mental hmm. home where, where one of the people had raped her and she had a baby and had an abortion and she carried her around in a bag, in a shopping bag. Um hmm. So that was kind I didn't of disgusting.
1: I didn't know you could uh, get that returned to you when you hit the old clinic.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either. And apparently, you st- like
1: for us dispose this for you. No, I'll take care of it.
0: <laughs> and apparently, Steve, apparently Steve has sex with her in his car while he's while Chrissy Hind is waiting to get married to him. So uh, I, I I don't hmm. know how true that was. <laughs> hmm. But well, you uh, know, I
1: gotta say, Chrissy Hind is a very talented <laughs> woman. She is. That's and all that, I have to say about that,
0: and that comes across in the, in the uh, that comes across in the show, and the, but I love the. But
1: she's not. I mean, did you ever think, boy, that's a real looker?
0: Oh, she's attractive enough.
1: I think she's very sexy. You think so? Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. I, you know, I guess I really didn't see her until like she got popular in the '80s, and I always thought she was sort of skeletal. <laughs> okay. And take this for take this for what it's worth, a picture of human beauty. I only criticize because I can, because I'm a. I'm, I'm the definition of human perfection.
0: So. Well, how, well, how is this though? It, you don't have to be beautiful to be sexy. I think she's very sexy. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, look, so, look
1: at us for example, Neil. We're sexy <laughs> as hell. Nobody would ever call us I'm sexy us
0: and good looking. God damn it.
1: And I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. Uh,
0: yeah, right. I'm too sexy for my shirt.
1: Speaking of speaking of here's my next song no i'm sorry so so you recommend this thing
0: i do it's it's definitely worth watching um i i'd be interested to see if you think the same as i do over the last two episodes i thought they were a piece of shit sid ruins those well just like you ruined i'm always the real gonna band. have that
1: in my see i'm gonna have that in my head now because you're not the first person that said that um but yeah maybe i'll have forgotten by the time i finally get my hulu back
0: so here's some of the things i wrote down just just quick notes um okay Chrissy Hind had a huge role in it, which was odd. Um, it was great seeing okay. inside places like sex because it's become folklore mm-hmm. and now it became real. Um, the attention to detail was great in the early scenes. Um, Glenn was badly portrayed, and oh, another funny thing: Paul Cook had, a, considering he was instrumental to the band and he was in it the whole time, Paul Cook has a tiny role in this in this thing yeah because
1: he's too English looking he's Chris, too English looking with those giant
0: ears <laughs> Chrissy Hind has a bigger role has more speaking parts than Paul Cook does which I thought was weird um, my next note says Maisie Williams boobs because <laughs> they oh, were because they were spectacular <laughs> um, the guy that played Malcolm McLaren was awesome he did an excellent job
1: I could just, I could, I could, I could, I could just, I could see right now, like a counter, our number of followers, our followers just going down, like the counter going
0: down. (laughs) We'll see how many people agree with me. I mean, because they were, there was, she was, she was on a bike riding around in a see-through raincoat and nothing else. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I'm, I mean, listen, man, I'm pretty good at picking the low hanging fruit. I'm sure you're right, but anyway, go ahead.
0: um, Low hanging fruit, like it. Vivian Westwood was excellent, and she seemed down to earth. And uh, I didn't know she was from up north, but I guess she is. I always thought she was a stuck-up southerner, mm. but she's not. She's from up north. Um, now, one thing was interesting. They show uh, Malcolm in the shop and with some people from the fire brigade. Because what he wanted to do when he changed the name of the shop from Sex to Seditionaries in 76 or early 77, he wanted to make like make it look like a dive. So he wanted to smash holes in the ceiling. And the fire brigade said, the fire chief said, no, you can't do that because there's asbestos in the ceiling. So you're going to have to leave Mm. that as it is. And Malcolm goes, oh, fuck that, I'll do it anyway. And he starts smashing holes in the ceiling with a broom. Now, that really happened. And the sad thing is, he actually died of asbestos-related mesothelioma so well,
1: i guess that fire i guess that fire chief got the last yeah, laugh on him did.
0: huh? yeah he did so i just thought that was interesting i never knew that before but I, I he just, wasn't I... particularly old when he died was he? he's he been gone a long time he was yeah he was like 60 i think something like that yeah and yeah. did you know he actually he's he actually put in his will that that asshole son of his wasn't to get anything he specifically well, how'd he end up with all that stuff then i don't know but in his will maybe he'd already given it to him maybe he already had no no but... is, is vivian, vivian west was still alive Vivian Westwood is still alive, yes, and apparently she still hates Malcolm with a passion.
1: <laughs> okay. I was going to say, because uh, that was the son who burned all that Sex Pistol stuff, was their son.
0: Yeah, Joe Corey, yeah. Yeah. But he specifically says in his will that his son Joe was to get nothing. So that was kind of interesting. Huh. Interesting. Um, last couple of notes the, the actress playing Nancy was terrible. She sounded Swedish more than American, which was weird. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's it they had a couple of people now what was good they didn't have anyone with mohawks and stuff like that which is such a terrible you know a lot of people when they're showing you know the 77 punk scene they'll have guys with, guys with mohawks and that didn't happen at all so it was good that they showed the crowds mostly had long hair and shit mm. and just looked like normal dudes because that's how it was back then mm. so I like that geez another huh. fucking spam call good god fuck off i should have you know what i should have told him to fuck off while well, i'm on the air um and uh, that's well, it this, i think that's so it that's, that's got, it
1: uh, that's the final word that's, that's the final word, word on this
0: yep yep it was worth watching I mean, but
1: you know the fact of it is you were a northerner and you were a teenager but you were closer to it than a lot of people so i think uh, your perspective is interesting we you know, we got some people that are close to your age, and we might have—I know—we have a couple of people who live down more in the London area. I'd be interested, but I don't know that any of them have your combination of age and experience.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. So, yes, all the ladies say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, some good, some bad. I'll be interested to see what when you when you watch it if you like it.
1: That's going to be a tough transition, man. That was a good segment, Neil. That was very very interesting. I uh, well, I would like much. to watch it myself. I'm sorry that I haven't watched it at the same time, so I can't really. Do anything other than just sort of interject but
0: now what was depressing right. Let's what, play song. hold on no, just let, let me let me say this last thing what was yep. depressing was yep. so steve jones's latest podcast because he has a podcast every week now he's had some of the actors on and it was really depressing to he's hear that no he's
1: not he doesn't have the radio show anymore right
0: no he doesn't have the radio show so now he's just doing a podcast um a lot of it has been around Boy, the, lowest, show. the
1: lowest of the low yeah the lowest of the low welcome to the club buddy
0: yeah <laughs> so, you can come on
1: with us if you want
0: so he's had a couple with the actors from the show on and all the actors okay. are like, uh, well, I don't know anything about the Sex Pistols, really, but my mom and my mom and dad were, like, big fans. It's like, oh, fuck. My are mom we, and dad thought they sucked. Are we really that old? You know, I think the guy that plays Malcolm was like, yeah, but my dad really liked the Stiff Little Fingers. <laughs> so, mm. you know, hey, yeah. Yeah, give him an A for trying. Yeah.
1: We don't want to hear about his last doctor visit. <laughs> all right. Uh, very good. All right. Play something. All right, now I want to play Stiff Little Fingers, but I'm not going to because we're going to stick with our slightly science fiction, disjointed science fiction theme, actually. Yes, sir. I'm a, I'm a, a lot of people call these guys L.A.'s version of the Sex Pistols, Neil, the band that I'm going to play. Okay. Actually, nobody calls them that. But I'm going to play a Dickie song. It's actually a later <laughs> Dickie song about a great later science fiction slash horror movie that still makes me laugh, even though my, I watched it with my kids, and they just stared at me like I was retarded for laughing. <laughs> so this is the Dickies playing Toxic Avenger from their great – Idiot Savant album from the nineties. So this is uh, Dickie's Toxic Avenger. <laughs>
0: the dickies you kind of With... forget the fact that the dickies their later
1: stuff was really pretty good still
0: yeah, i haven't heard the... a lot of it to be honest i it haven't doesn't heard the
1: attention it. that the late 70s early 80s stuff does obviously but they were they were good their 90s stuff was pretty good pretty fun
0: much like the buzzcocks probably so. they kept even though they were older and the the live set was probably a lot of their older stuff they still did do albums you know just like the buzz have we seen that steve diggle's got a new album coming out that steve diggle led buzzcocks yeah, has got a new album coming feel, out this I don't know year i yeah. Not sure how I feel about that because uh, you know most of the later Busk uh, all of Buzzcock's albums, you know Steve would always have like three or four songs, but Pete's songs, Pete's other eight songs yeah. would carry the album. So I don't know how this is going to yeah. be when it's just twelve Steve Diggle songs.
1: You know we've talked about this band on the air, and we gotta we should we should try to get one of them on. I think the bass player is a real interesting guy, and the singer too. But we we talk about the band Field Day, which is like some yes. of the guys from the later Dag Nasty lineup. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, and they do a bit, but what they do, they only do like a couple of songs, and they're always really, really good. Like I think that's the thing to do because you got an older fan base; they don't want to hear a bunch of new songs. I mean, you don't want to go if the if the Buzzcocks play are playing live; they better not play more than like three songs off the new record, or they're going to get pelted.
0: Well, the one thing they you always don't want that the you one know? thing they always so did do really like well, a
1: good single.
0: Yeah, well, that that was what they always did really well because I I saw them numerous times in those later years with Pete when Pete was alive. And they would always do that. Yeah. They would play a greatest hit set, but they'd always they put in like two songs off the new album. You know, ones that fitted in and it was great. It was it fitted in perfectly. They did a really good job with that. The only thing they ever did wrong, they always they started playing the songs way too fast. Which mm. which which the Ramones started doing too, to be honest, towards the end. Well it's,
1: it's it's hard to have the it's hard to have the right vocal inflection when you're playing too fast.
0: Well, yeah, I'll talk about This vocal. is an interesting interesting
1: Interesting thing, Neil, because I just wrote a written review and by the time this the time this airs, it should be published on that's good enough for me. I actually did a brief review. I tried to keep it brief. It was over a thousand words, but I tried to keep it brief of the Ramones box set. Ah, okay. And it's it's fascinating because you know it's got six albums on it. So it's got Pleasant Dreams, which I think is really underrated actually. And I know you think that too.
0: No, yeah, I think think it's one of the best albums,
1: yeah. But the production is kind of weird. Like, you know,
0: it was produced by um, one of the guys from 10 CC, I believe.
1: See, because like the first song is We Want the Airways, which yep. is kind of a classic remote song, right? Yep. But the drum sounds stupid and it just <laughs> the production kind of blows. But the album is pretty great. And then you got Subterranean Jungle, which I think might be one of their worst albums. Definitely bottom three in my mind. Agreed. I just yeah. don't think it's very good. And then you got too tough to die, which is with Richie, and it's really pretty good again. Like almost can hold its own with the early stuff. Like not quite as good as like Road to Ruin, but up there, the first three are untouchable. You know, you can't. There's nothing you can. The ones with Tommy, the first three Ramones albums are. I don't care if you're into, you know, Fish and Dave Matthews Band. You should have those in your collection. Those yes, three sir. albums are just about perfect. Yep. And then, uh and then, uh, what's the one after Animal Boy is still pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's better than the End of the Century, right?
1: But the production is kind of chunky and kind of metally. I think. Kind yeah. of clunky. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like End of the Century. I'll tell you right now. I mean, it's got some great songs. Chinese Rock and Danny Says. and It's got some great songs on it, but I, I don't care for it at all. Listening to Joey do Baby I Love You with the timpani and the din dun, 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 dun. It makes my stomach turn. It's the one I listen to the least, probably. Hmm. Um and then and then uh, by halfway to sanity they were sort of losing it again but you could tell but Joey's voice by the time Richie got in the band especially after Too Tough to Die I would say with um Animal Voice especially you can hear Joey's voice has changed dramatically. Yeah. And it's not bad on the records and live it's even worse you know where he's just basically barking barking out the songs at that point. Yeah there was no there
0: was kind no of lost he, the yeah, – yeah we sounded like he just wasn't into it at all. Lost like what
1: I would call well the thing with joey's voice it had a weird quality where it's kind of a combination of like what i call tenderness and toughness and by the end he kind of lost the tenderness part it was just kind of gruff you know um but then you know and then you know so once again it's the, their whole career is just ups and downs ups and downs because like once again halfway sandy's a decent album but it wasn't nearly as good as animal boy i didn't think and then and then brain drain comes out and that's kind of heading back upward again i thought mount bazaar was real good too but that's for a different day
0: yeah, they all had they all had some great so, songs on them. They all did. I mean, um
1: Yeah, even even uh Subterranean Jungle, which I don't think is very good at all, had what? Psychotherapy and uh had at least a couple class outsider maybe? Had a couple classes.
0: I'm an that. outsider. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Oh oh oh, oh yeah, you know what, you know what, talking about that, how was that extra disc? Because I obviously I have OGs of all of those albums, but that extras so, disc so the first uh, time I that? listened to
1: the extra disc I was sort of annoyed. I'm like, oh, this isn't too good. It doesn't feel like an album. It's kind of disjointed, obviously. But it's actually really got some fun stuff on it, some really new wavy stuff. There's a version of suey with like uh, uh, Debbie, Debbie Harry, Harry yeah. and the yeah, girls yeah. from and B-52s on there. It's It's got an early version of touring, which wouldn't officially be on an album until Mondo Bizarro in 92 – but it's got like an early version from 81. So basically it's got like a couple of high-end high, high end outtakes from each of those albums and then a couple of the singles. Like Indian Giver, one of the best Ramones kind of non-album singles, you know.
0: Yeah, you'd be, um, you'd be um, can, you'd be It's cool though. I, you'd, be, you'd be canceled for that these days.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't have yeah.
0: to say Indian Giver anymore.
1: Um, but, that's, but I think it's cool. I think you'd really enjoy it actually. I wish they would do that. So those early great one-off kind of – odd tracks and stuff from the early days. I know they've kind of combined them with their greatest hits and stuff. I wish they would maybe put out a LP of some of the real early great tracks that didn't make LPs. I, so I'm sort of lusting for that now. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess.
0: Yeah, for years. For I that- suspect
1: the next thing... I Because sus- those last three albums were on Radioactive, which was their manager's label or something, right? Yep. Mondo Bizarro, Acid Eaters, and Adios Amigos. I suspect that's next. I suspect those three are next. But who, who knows? Because they, they make... I mean, they're selling Russian bootlegs of these albums. It's weird, weird stuff.
0: Yeah, that was a yeah. Well, you know what? I, I just got that one. That was I got that for Christmas. As a matter of fact, I got the original radioactive press of uh, both of those. So that's good. Ah, um. So,
1: so I I went record shopping actually a couple of days ago. Should we talk about that for a minute?
0: Sure. Why not? Yeah. Hey, it's all show. Of talking about whatever of you want.
1: Speaking of return of the Speaking of return of the geezers, yeah. Me and our buddy Alan from uh, Goldmine actually went record shopping a little bit up here in Grand Rapids because Alan had to come up sort of this way for work.
0: Oh, so uh, so Alan so, for, for those that don't know, Alan is the guy that writes for um, Goldmine magazine. Goldmine. Yeah, and he interviewed they, us. Yeah, he's uh, actually
1: been on. I'll say he's been on. He's been on with us twice, I think.
0: Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: He did it from when we did our live show at Siren. He was there. Actually, he kind of orchestrated it. Actually, Alan's been a great. he been great. Help to us. Yeah. And every time I see him, he lavishes me with gifts. I, I, I'm always like, dude, I wish I had something to give you.
0: So what did you? What did he give you this time, you, you dirty slag?
1: So we met in. I think he's got some stuff for you, Neil. Don't cry. Excellent. Um, we met in in Granville at that big record store that I took you to called Corner Record Shop. That just ginormous record store.
0: Yeah, it's like acres and acres and acres of records. Yes, yeah.
1: it's. It has. It doesn't have that many good records, but it's got a lot of records. Yeah. And. Uh, so we went over there and I did pick up a seven inch by this local hardcore band, up and coming hardcore band called bitter truth. I have yet to listen to it. Yeah. might be a little metallic for your taste, but I think it's pretty cool stuff. Um, and then we went downtown to Vertigo, which is my, of course, record store that I'm always raving about. And Alan felt the same way. It was
0: just, just such a great shop. It is. It is I've been there. It's a great shop. It's apart from the yeah. homeless outside. It's apart from that. It's great.
1: Uh, I did feel like Alan was getting a little nervous while he was trying to pay for his parking. Like he was afraid they're going <laughs> to knock him over the head and take his credit card. <laughs> yeah. It it it's pretty. Especially if it's a nice day down there. We were down there like at lunchtime, and it was a pretty nice day. And yes, there was a lot of activity around us <laughs> that's was,
0: nicely uh, nicely put yes
1: well it, it was and i wasn't particularly nervous as a matter of fact he seemed real nervous i sort of sheltered him from what seemed to be the worst of it you know it's just like homeless people like across the street yelling at each other to f off and stuff it was pretty uh i mean it would be good entertainment for a normal day
0: yeah it's nothing you don't see if, but, to, uh, if you go to chicago on a regular it's normally what you would see well that's, that's kind of I what if i thought he's too, in the city much because
1: because I'm like, ah, it's a pain in the neck to park and all that. But I'm like, oh, you're, you're in Chicago all the time. It's going to be nothing. Um, So, yeah, we went in there. And I think he was pretty impressed with that, too. And before, and when we got there, the owner wasn't there. But the owner showed up before we left. And we ended up BSing with him for quite a while. And and the guy's name is Herm that owns a place. He's a great dude. I've been buying records from him for over 30 years at different locations. And uh, he's just so, like, he's always comfortable talking about what's going on with the business. Hmm. And we were talking earlier. You were talking about watching uh, uh, Stranger Things, and he was talking about how the kids are buying up Kate Bush records.
0: Yeah, no shit. Like yeah.
1: reissues of because the the song Running Up That Hill has been on Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, it's it was huge. It uh, actually it it's actually uh, very important to the storyline. Yeah.
1: The original. Well, and that's what that's what Scott said. Uh, my buddy said too that later on it's it keeps popping up, but that was uh, like mid eighties, maybe even early eighties. I mean that was a long time ago. It's weird how the kids consume music, but you know. But we were talking about the business too, and and you know, and Alan, we, you know, being from Goldmine, he obviously knows a lot about record record stores and stuff. And it was it was a real interesting conversation. But the thing Herm said, and I've I've noticed this because this is actually something else I want to talk about. Maybe we'll do it next segment. Man, the the, the a lot of uh, labels have raised their wholesale prices four to five dollars a record. I don't know if you've been paying much attention to this. Um, the punk labels seem to be the punk labels seem to be trying to eat a lot of it, but it's uh, the the wholesale prices records are going up, my friend. They're going to be. I mean, it's. I'll give you a couple examples here in a minute after maybe after we play another song, but uh, anyway, I had a real good time with Alan. I got so I got that seven inch at Corner Record Shop. Um, at Vertigo, I bought two reissues because that's what I buy mostly. I bought the. Corrosion of Conformity Animosity reissue, which is the mid-80s album. Uh, plus that artwork,
0: by the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know that one.
1: Um, and I bought uh, Garage Days Re-Revisited Metallica on vinyl, which I've got a couple different versions on CD, but i never had on vinyl. Is that That's the like one that they do?
0: Song. They do covers, right?
1: Yep. They do uh, a couple of Misfit songs. They do a Killing Joke song, stuff like that. Which, which Killing it's Joke song do they because...
0: do? Which one? Ah, uh, the weight. Oh, fantastic! The wait, Jesus wait. Christ, brilliant song. Yeah, you
1: don't like that one? That's no, great.
0: I do. I love it. That's great one of song. my favorite Killing Joke songs. Their
1: version of it, their version of it's great too. And the thing is, I've been kind of hesitant to buy it because it's basically like LP price. But I'm like, I buy it. It's like 25 minutes long, five songs. Hmm. It's long. It's longer than a lot of like LPs that I bought <laughs> yeah, this year.
0: A lot of hardcore records for sure.
1: Well, my example being that Meth Rats record, which I really like, but it's 12 songs, 15 minutes long. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, by the time you sit down, you're getting back up to flip it. You know, it's it's basically a – it's just slightly too long to be on a 7-inch. Yeah. But – so I bought those, and then Alan gave me a couple of things, one of which deserves its own conversation. So he gave me Cleanse the Bacteria, a repress from last year of the – puss head compilation that has like uh actually has corrosion conformity it has like crude ss it has a bunch of like swedish stuff and american stuff septic death it's really cool i actually have not had a chance to listen to it yet it's
0: got seven Double seconds LP. on it that's got it's okay yep, so one, seven seconds. So one think, of the deals with that it's okay. got
1: regress no way yep uh we're gonna it's got, fight yeah, it's got two seven second songs
0: so as far as yep. i as far as i remember when i got that i pretty i think i bought that at the time and i think i got it for the seven second songs so, um, because I don't think either one of those. Which is funny because those were both else. on. Oh, they were. Those were both on the first album. They were okay, weren't they? I don't think so. I the only interested in the way was. Um, anyway, so the second band, Civil Dissidents from Australia. I was good friends with uh, the singer Dave. Um, I used to be used to be pen. You were pals friends with an Australian. Yeah, I used to be we used to be pen pals, um, and I've got. How did sim- you
1: hold, how did you hold back your personal <laughs> feelings about how they're all criminals, long enough to be friends with them?
0: Back then, in the mid eighties, I was a very po- as a different person. I was very positive into the you know the the, the hardcore scene <laughs> back then. You were more likely to want to hang out with criminals. Um, but you, yeah, so the the funny thing was, he sent me the single which at the time I didn't think – not that I didn't like it. I just didn't – you know, it was one of any number of hardcore singles I had. Now sure. that that's Civil Dissident 7-inch goes for hundreds of dollars, which is <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, it's also got the instigators on it who were from the north of England who I knew back in the day. I was pen pals with them as well. I better uh,
1: double-check this information that this is the same well, thing. This was on the original. SS and...
0: I don't remember what it had. Oh, it's got Mob 47. Um, okay this is I mean this is the original uh, it's got Septic Death obviously Poison Idea um, yep it's got it has, Poison Idea it has a Corrosion of Conformity song right
1: two of them yep
0: yep see there you go yeah no it's a great it's a Matter great, fact, it's a great they album they are
1: from that they are from that album I just got the reissue of huh okay so so, so I don't know it's if, very cool I have not I haven't had a chance to do it yet
0: so I don't know if there's been different uh, like was yours a double album or a single
1: yep double album
0: oh see it might be different then because the one I had was a single it's um, got so,
1: very, very uh, yeah. noticeable plus art work
0: on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> front, uh, front and back probably right. Yep, yep. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so. I, anyway, your 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 new one might be different than mine, but yeah, it was in those days. It came out in like 84, 85, Back in the days when yeah, we'd all be, you know, all the, the the hard the worldwide, and we called it hardcore back then. It's very different than hardcore today, right? But um, yep. we'd all be pen, hardcore, pal. Yeah, we'd be pen pals with each other. That's why they put their, the uh, are the addresses, other people's addresses on the back. They're probably not on the repress, right?
1: Uh, it's funny. They are. And I couldn't help but notice that at least two of the people are dead.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Because the contact for Corrosion and Conformity is Reed Mullen, their drummer, who is dead. And one of the other bands, I don't remember which one off the top of my head, and I don't want to reach for it so I'll disconnect my stuff. But I noticed, yes, at least two of the contact people are dead.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, with that, that's just the,
1: off the top of my head that I noticed. So, I don't, and it's funny. Yeah. So, the address is, you know, it's like the old Reno post office box for yep, seven seconds seven or whatever. Seconds, and, and yeah. Actually, it probably is their regular number or regular address at the time, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. And, and there's lots of, like you said, there's lots of foreign bands on here. Let's see, there's Finland, Swedish, there's Japan, lots of, like, Swedish, Swedish, yep. yeah, Sweden, uh, Germany, Austria, Denmark. I mean, it's yep. it's a fucking European tour, right? Norway. Yeah, it's stuff. amazing
1: what he was able to do from beautiful Idaho.
0: That's cause probably because he was doing artwork for all of them. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, but I think so, he was based. In, I think he was based so in San Francisco are... at that point.
1: I think he the moved other thing a, a, he I moved. get, the other two things I got from Alan, he gave he actually gave me a single, uh, a <clears throat> Dick and single from, it was not the original Touch and Go press, but when it was reissued later on, it was on a label called Barbarian. So it's actually got a little different color cover than the one I have from Beer City, which is a more modern reissue.
2: Which,
0: which, which, which a, single is it? Is it the one, is it the, is it Beers? Cows and Beer. Cows and Beer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of their
1: classic. It's got six songs on it. Yeah. All six of them ended up on the self-titled album. Um, and then he gave me a, co- a weird colored copy, like a clear with gold blotches on it, a uh, copy of that of the Dickies record that we just played a song from, Idiot Savant, St- oh, cool. signed by signed by Stan Lee. Oh, nice.
0: Wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's really fucking nice, man.
1: It's pretty cool because he signs it. He uses like the S from the Dickies for his S for Stan. Mm-hmm. He puts little devil horns on it. So it's, it's real cool. It's real cool. And last but not least, and I actually want to talk about this one for a minute because I, I certainly appreciate Alan giving it to me because he knows I'm a big uh, uh, Stooges fan. Um, but this is the kind of thing that Record Store Day is putting out that I really question why. So it's, um, it's a real nice album, double album, uh, two different color vinyl. It's Iggy Pop, live in, I think, Germany in 1991. Hmm. Weird, but the sound is not that great, and the performance is not that inspired to me. So, like, first song, like they open with Raw Power, but they just like it sounds like Nirvana is playing Raw Power or something. It doesn't have like the, like the slinky kind of vibe of like Raw Power. It had a great piano line, you know, and yeah, kind of yeah, had yeah. a lot of attitude and a lot of what I would call swagger. Yep, they just sort of blast through it. Like at grunge speed, and then they play five Foot One" next, another song that had a lot of sort of nuance and actually had sort of a dance beat on the original. Just blast through it. Hmm. So it's sort of a weird performance, and it's one of those questions. It makes me question. I mean, it's like it was a cool concert to listen to once, but is this something? You know, you're not going to reach on your shelf and pull that off instead of raw power, right? Right. <laughs> instead of the first album, or something. yeah, you'll yeah, you'll put it away and so never I listen to sort it again. Of question... I do kind of question some of the, the record store, the quality of some of this record store day stuff. I'd rather see like great lost albums reissued, I think, than keep going down this road of obscure concerts. You know, and on the cover, he's playing guitar. Iggy's playing guitar. I've seen pictures of Iggy for fifty years. Have you ever seen a picture of Iggy playing guitar?
0: I don't think so. No, and I don't want Iggy playing I mean, guitar. I think
1: it's, it's just his, this short little. Freaking stick man throwing himself around with leather pants, right? What, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with glitter, so
0: it was, glitter all over and his maybe,
1: body. And maybe this is from a time that a lot of people find interesting because it's sort of a dead period of his career, you know. He he didn't really get out of the eighties in one piece, hardly. Right. Um, so I, I I don't know, man. Anyway, it's interesting. And once again, I'm not I'm try, I'm not trying to look at gift horse in the mouse, it's real cool. I'm glad to have it in my collection, but I, I really question whether or not it's something worth clogging up our pressing plans for
0: yeah no i get that completely well how I mean, about... i'm not
1: saying it's like it's not like adele unworthy but it's it's it might be unworthy
0: dude never mind that talk about unworthy uh, for this because we got a weird record store day coming up in a couple of weeks right like the june record store day drop or well whatever. that's just
1: all the crap that it's just all the crap that wasn't ready in time for april
0: so one of them is this it's fucking not... one of them is this fucking nirvana box set of Nevermind. it was like 10 albums or something Oh. It's like, how much fucking vinyl is that taking up for something that nobody needs? I mean, everybody yeah, that wants it, Nevermind has it's already got be it. a
1: couple hundred dollars at least, right?
0: I'd imagine so, yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, I, was it, alive it, live it, outtake? It is insane,
1: so? man. You know, I like, I like some of these expanded editions. I have an Anthrax album called, uh, which one was it? Uh, uh, State of Euphoria. I really like the album, late 80s, 88 maybe. And the songs were kind of long. So they split it up and it was on – they basically split the record on an album and a half. And then they had like some really, really quality extra tracks to make it a double album. But then they start doing these and Motorhead has done this. Anthrax has done this. A lot of bands have done this. Where they make it a four LP set. Right. And so you get the original album and then you get a bunch of crap. It's like is the demo version of this song – I mean it's interesting to hear a band work a song from the beginning to the end. But is that something you're going to listen to on vinyl over and over again?
0: Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean,
1: seriously. I mean, I hate to say it because I know you're very anti-CD. I'm not anti-CD. Some of these are only worthy of CD bonus tracks. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. You know... They're just not. It's not. I mean, who's gonna? It's like, oh, you think the song's great now? You should listen to it without any words or bass. I'll
0: oh, put that out by itself. You know? If somebody, if somebody wants it, they can find it by itself. I certainly don't need to be Let listening. Let them download
1: to it. it or something, yeah. or, or, like I said, put it on a CD. Don't. Ugh, it's just. Well, I, e- I don't know. Or even, the bonus concerts. I like that stuff. I like that content, but I don't need it on vinyl.
0: Even worse is when they'll do like you know a regular album, and for the reissue they'll split it on two. On two albums but they'll only have like two two tracks aside at 45 rpm yeah 45, 45 so, uh, so, 45 so flipping, i'm flipping am flipping the fucking thing every seven minutes <laughs> you know exactly it's uh exactly. Yeah. yeah bastards um all right so well right. You, you got a lot of nice stuff nice way to go
1: i did it was really cool so we got the, oh and yeah so yeah he loaded me up it was great and a book too a, a book that called we can be the new Wind that looks really cool too it's just kind of like a Reminds me of kind of like a reference guide almost of bands from different areas around the country. And stuff. thing is huge, like thick. Oh, it's not, it's, oh, it's not just a paperback.
0: Not just a Seven Seconds book.
1: No, that yeah, obviously the title is inspired by Seven Seconds.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was real cool. So I'll tell you what, Neil. Now's the time where we're going to play another song. I'm going to let you play a song. And then I'm going to go pee. So we'll take a real quick break, and then we'll come back. Okay. so I'll complain i complain about some more stuff.
0: So I'm going to I'm gonna stick on your Dickies thing, actually. So I'm going to play a Dickies thing, too. But from a, a couple of years before the one you did, I'm going to play um, the Dickies, uh, Killer Clowns. What are you doing? What the hell was that noise? Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So I, th- I think Tom needs help with his peeing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Dickies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hey, that was the dickies with killer clowns from out of space from the uh killer clowns from out of space ep which was what like 85 86 something like that i think don't remember i think you so, you've, you've, you've seen that movie right yes A very odd movie one, another one, one that odd. i
1: find endlessly i find uh, endlessly funny but my kids are just like what is wrong with you <laughs> Yeah, see, that, it's fucking like stupid. Punches yeah, punches that kid's head off. Yeah, weird, weird, off. weird
0: stuff. looking clowns. Yeah, very strange. Yes, strange movie. But uh... so,
1: would you allow me to complain about something here, quick Neil? And once again, I know I'm gonna sound like a the half Dutchman, cheap half Dutchman that I am. But uh, sure, the go ahead. so you know I'm a huge Screeching Weasel fan. You I love the album from I love the album from a couple of years ago. I really love their early '90s stuff. That was their kind of key period um so the new screeching weasel album went for pre-order this week so for kind of a it, he had been t- he had been it, it was sort of dropped in our laps but he had been t- telling us that the album was more or less done so let's go out the middle of july so, so okay,
0: of course so, okay, what do so, i do so, so so tell me a second so who's in the, is it just him basically these days or is there a is there a band
1: i mean he's had a fairly he's got a f- couple of guys that have been fairly steady but yeah ben weasel is the only guy for the most part okay um so I go to click on the pre-order last time, too. I got the first press orange, um, and it's $30, hmm. which it doesn't sit well with me. That's a little, a little steep, but okay, whatever. I'll get the first press. And it was a bunch of colors, like five colors.
0: Now, with the other colors which cheaper? Which is
1: always, you go, no. And I I don't even I don't know if they had black or not, but I don't even think there was a cheaper black option. It was white and green and red and clear. I clicked on the clear and yellow. I clicked on the clear and okay, well and, and yeah, they were all thirty. There was no black option.
0: So so those were all so okay. those were all first press, even though they were all different colors. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. Weird. Okay. Which is
1: kind of weird. Yeah. Because it makes it a little hard to keep track, right? Exactly
0: right. Yeah.
1: Um. So thirty bucks. I'm like wow. Well, whatever. Times are tough, you know, guy. I, I don't begrudge a guy trying to make a buck. Um, so, and then I go to check out, and the only option for shipping, there's no medium mail option. I know you hate media medium mail anyway because it's slow, but the only option for shipping is ten dollars and ninety cents. Wow. Okay. So I got this thing in my cart, and it's forty dollars and ninety cents to the new screeching weasel lab. i balked on it i'm like i'm, I'm not doing it hmm. i ordered the i ordered the repress of suicidal tendencies join the army instead the euro 180 gram repress that's like 30 shipped <laughs> for a for a euro 180 gram you know i just i just couldn't do it neil and i noticed like uh, our friends uh the poison boys yeah once again don't them anything Their new album is in pre order and it's about $35. Hmm. It's just, it's just, it's insane, right? No, it –
0: Well, okay. I don't know what's going on. I've got a a similar story to that and I feel kind of bad because it was from our good friends at uh, Loud Pizza Records. But there's a new Amy Winehouse live album. Listen, if
1: he's, if, if he's high, everybody else is high. Cause I saw, so I saw that he had the Poison Boys record for thirty-five bucks. I'm like, man, that is really stiff. But that's the label's price too.
0: Yeah, I that's mean, not yeah.
1: Mike. Mike's not gout. He's just that's everybody's up.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him for this. But you know, I saw there's an there's a Amy Winehouse live, uh, live at where is it? Uh, Glastonbury 2007 album. It's supposed, supposed to be a fantastic performance of her. I love Amy Winehouse. You know that. Um. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get it. She had the
1: right she had the right combination right combination of drugs and alcohol to turn in a wonderful performance.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's all the classics on there. In fact, she does a couple of special song too on that. Um, mm. So I was gonna get it. I said, you know, do it for me. And he was like, okay, I've sent you an invoice. The invoice I think was like forty eight bucks. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: is it a
2: double?
0: I, I was expecting it to be like 35 or something, you know what I mean? Well, was, you know, is it a double album? It is, but even as a double. Well, I know, and it's one of those things. I don't know why it's a double because not, there's not that many songs on it, you know? Um, I mean like 14 we at, songs or something, you know, 14 songs. It could have easily fit so on too a single much album. To fit on one.
1: It too it, much to fit on one LP.
0: It probably could have done. You can only
1: get like 46 minutes on an LP. That's probably a 70-minute double album.
0: Well, they, anyway, they put it in a double, and may, maybe I just wasn't expecting it, so I did the same thing. I was just like, "Sorry, man, I, I, I can't do. I, I'm not going to make fifty bucks, you know, after shipping and stuff. You don't fifty bucks right the there." One, the one thing I, the one thing about
1: that I will say about our friends at Loud Pizza, I think if you order X amount of dollars,
0: you get free shipping, right? Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, think I, mean, if, I and I felt I, bad. I, think, I felt bad doing I it, if, but it was like it was a, just, yeah. a real, it was like a real sticker shock. Well, to yeah, me, and you know? like I said,
1: it's not it's not him it's it, well and because we were so Alan and i while we were standing there at the counter at vertigo talking to Herm, it's like uh i had him look up that sex pistols thing because i'm actually it's called the original sex pistols and it's a double lp to go along with the pistol show even though i don't know if it's loosely affiliated or because i have the album of course and i have i have the great rock and roll swindle and i even have a couple of bootlegs but i don't have all those good b-sides and maybe i should just get like flogging a dead horse or something but i don't have one of those albums that has all the like satellite and you know all those great
0: b-sides did you know wrong um
1: i'm not your stuff. so yeah i don't have and so i would like to get those but the retail on that double lp is like 55 dollars wow it's insane yeah yeah and i I, like i said i think it's starting at the wholesale level and i think mike told us that actually that, that it's just the wholesale. And and you know everything's going. T-shirts are you know, their wholesale T-shirts are going up ten percent. Everything is just.
0: Yeah. Oh, so is is it, how, is is that pistols I mean, I mean, how album? Can it,
1: how can it not, dude? Gas prices have doubled. Everything is shipped. I mean, how how can everything not go up? It's just it is what it is, you
0: know. I mean, is is, it, is that pistols record? Is that like uh some other kind of record? Is that the Spunk recordings or is that like the Dave Good? No, it's, recordings? it's so... the
1: so it's twenty songs. Eight of them are straight off Nevermind the Box.
0: Oh oh Jesus! Well, you've already and got the other that, twelve so. are.
1: The other twelve are B sides, and well, and it's not that important to me to pay fifty five dollars for it. Right,
0: right, right,
1: right. So, so I, I don't, I don't know if I'll buy it or not. Well, and I think what I seem to be noticing at record stores is like the old stock is still marked with the old prices, but I think everything, you know, once the old stock's bought up, everything new, you know, what used to be a twenty dollar record is now twenty two bucks or twenty three or whatever. So, All
0: right. Now, what's funny? But I'm, I, but, uh...
1: You know, my i I've, I've been talking about now for a while about how i know my wife wants to downsize us at some point and we're going to live somewhere smaller so i i kind of i am definitely sort of like i am if I by something i better be sure i'm gonna to listen to it you know
0: yeah
1: i'm not just just here to impress the old folks at the at their you know retirees condos with my record collection
0: so <laughs> we have the one person who actually cares i.e me <laughs>
1: exactly uh, yeah. i mean I, I see you once a year and we can show our stuff off and that's all fine and good but you know
0: yeah um now what's funny about this i'm just looking up this uh this Amy Winehouse live at Glastonbury. Um, they're charging an extra premium for the clear. So the, the one Mike must've been selling me was the clear. Cause that's going for like gotcha. every, everywhere. That's 50 bucks. Um, the regular black is 25. So I think I'm going to go regular black on this. I don't think I oh. need Amy Winehouse on clear. Wow. Vinyl. That's I think a that's crazy good. difference. Right. It is right. Yeah. I mean, that. so the, Maybe that maybe it was limited. Maybe it was like 500 copies or something. But still, um, huh. fuck that, you know. Unless it comes with like well. nudie photos or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I don't know, man. Yeah well there you go well, so I'll yeah so every, you're right everything's going up in price except for that's why I buy those classic albums from the uh, American Hardcore albums from the 80s get those OG, OG presses and you're, you're paying that whatever price it is yeah
1: those are always expensive those are always expensive
0: they are but you know why you know because there was very few of them made right so yeah
1: and now here's a word from our sponsor at On Point Press Company we specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com we provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart, specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today.
0: That's true. You know, I've been listening to a lot of Decry um, recently. Do you ever listen to Decry?
1: I have. Um, I haven't for a long time, but I have. Yeah,
0: I'm really digging it. They were I'm,
1: cool. L.A., right? Yeah. L.A. L.A. Well,
0: they're still going because I know that uh, Jason just put them on recently, or he, or he went to see them recently anyway. So, yeah.
1: Speaking of Jason, man, looking forward to that. hearing that Slaughterboys album. I got a feeling that's going to be... Uh... You know, we were discussing and we probably wait till the end of the month because then the year will be halfway over when we were gonna go through like our top five or so. Because yep. neither of us really have a top ten, at least full length.
0: Yeah, it was like this last you year. You know, we though.
1: were you and I were trading notes and we both have like four right. full lengths that we're crazy about this right. year. I
0: mean I can I, I can remember this the same thing last year though, at about this time. I was like really struggling. I was putting some real shit on there just to try and make it up to, you know, five even ten or whatever, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and that's part of the reason we're going to skip our mid-year thing. So. I mean, we can, yeah,
0: we can talk about it, but I don't think. Now, now what about that new Degla abortions? Was that 2022 or is that the end of that 2021? Came out last year, but it I'm, did. Still okay.
1: the, I'm still waiting on the vinyl. I'm
0: still waiting on the vinyl. All right. Okay, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So this screeching weasel that you're doing the um, you know, that you that you passed on. Is that vinyl actually here? Like would you get it soon or is that just being ordered mid, now so it might be 6 mid-
1: months? mid-july they're saying okay all right which is not bad for a pre-order
0: because that's one i
1: those... ordered uh you know i ordered uh but you know and maybe i'm just being a cheapskate because okay so it's 40 bucks right i'm trying to like justify it so it's 40 bucks 14 songs i just bought two seven inches from hey pizza records mm-hmm. and it was the just they they're not a lot of these labels aren't even really bothered with pre-orders anymore it's just like okay we got them here, here they just buy them yeah I mean, you know, like Pirates Press can do it because they have such a big operation, they can still like you know, more or less guaranteed delivery. But you know, so I was bouncing back and forth because there was two different colors. Hey, Pizza had one color, and um, Mom's Basement had one color. It was a split between the Zoonoids and the Proton Proton Packs. So Zoonoids are a Kalamazoo band. They're about an hour south of me. I've never seen them play live. I don't think they play live a ton, actually. Um, well, shame like me not coming, Friday, <laughs> shame not coming on Friday
0: then. What's that? Shame me not coming on Friday then, because I'll be saying yeah But
1: you know what? I may have to reach out to them, see if see if the main dude or one of them wants to come on the podcast. Because I do think they're a cool up and coming kind of horror punk band. Lillington's kind of sound.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um but uh so I pre ordered that and, and 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 you know it it usually pays to order more than one thing. And that's kind of what I'm thinking with the Weasel thing is okay. Bob's Basement, some of the other distros ended up with copies of that Last Weasel album. So even if it's 30 bucks, at least I can combine it with something else for shipping purposes yeah. and somebody who does media mail, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of holding out. And if I miss out, I guess I miss out, you know? what, what Whatever. I mean, if their business model involves me not getting one of their records, then I don't think that's a very good business model because I'm a pretty big fan of their band. But, you know, I guess we'll see what happens.
0: Now, is that the kind of thing they're liable but to the, have? A, the, are, are they liable to have that at Vertigo? Are you liable to be able to go into board vertigo and pick that up i don't think they got store distro on the
1: last one like hmm. real record store distro well, i okay. might be wrong
0: on that all right
1: but what i was gonna say so i bought two seven inches i got that and i got the new younger shells seven inch which is called I Ooh, think, interstellar station nice, nice got, dude got four songs on yeah, so yeah. i got one in red one in green i can't remember which is which i think the younger shells i got in green i think the Zonides i got in red or i don't know that or vice versa whatever so i ordered those so with shipping two seven inches was over 19 bucks (laughs) yeah and what do you get i get i get eight songs you know so maybe the 14 i don't know maybe i'm just trying to justify it i need to work some ot before i order that though i gotta i don't know i had to buy a new refrigerator last month it was a real kick in the sack
0: yeah we bought a new we bought a new dishwasher it was a thousand bucks Yeah. yeah um
1: it's great isn't it i mean that's that's the way my year is gone like we're doing fine, but like every month I've had something. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some things it's vacation, which is you know much better than buying in a new refrigerator or something. But hasn't been a month where I haven't had a, some kind of big bill. So I I ever have, I have a real hard time justifying that forty dollar price tag. So and like I said, it seems like that's Vertigo has been really good about battling the the you know the their prices are very good. I I don't think you'll find a better more competitively priced record store anywhere. But I noticed the other shop, man. It seems like albums that I swear were like $20, 25 bucks last time, like Iggy and the Stooges self-titled album or something, are now like forty dollars. Or Alice Cooper records are forty dollars. Like, what is going
0: on, man? Yeah, I'm not almost, buying. Yeah,
1: I mean it's 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 one of those things. I, I I do it for fun. It's my hobby. I love buying records. You know, it's it, it really it's more of a hobby. You know, and I but I don't really need that much.
0: I was I was thinking so, about I was thinking about it this morning um, as I was driving into work, and I mean you remember when you were well not a kid but eighteen nineteen years old you know or you know, fifteen, feels like 15 a kid, sixteen then. even yeah. Um, yeah I might only have six albums but I would listen to them incessantly you'd know them inside and out right well, you, would, you would know every track every lyric ev- everything about them now I buy an album and listen to it once you know if if you would yeah. I, I I really love yeah. the Putz album but if I was to put it on I wouldn't be able to tell you I wouldn't be able to sing any of the songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it, it's it, a shame. It's
1: different. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I was telling my daughter that because my daughter Alex was like big and emo when she was younger. My chemical romance and all time low and all that garbage like that, you know. And and now she listens to like pop music. I don't know. She's in her early 20s. She listens to dance music or whatever. And I'm like, you know, Alex, that when you get older, that, that's, that music that comes out when you're 15 or 16 will always hold a special place in your heart because when you're that age – you have a different relationship with music than you do when you get older. Because I one hundred percent agree with you. I love Some Freaks of Atavism, the last screeching weasel album, but I'll never, ever be able to love it as much as I love my brain hurts. Yeah. You know, there's just no chance. So and and you know and, and, and it, it kind of stinks, really. Because, yeah, when – when so for you, I don't know what year it is. But for me, I swear most of my favorite albums came out like 88, 89, you know, just like that. That was like I was 15, 16 years old.
0: Yeah, that was like probably 10 years before that for me. but Which makes sense because we're, we're 10 years difference. So, yeah, it would be 78, yeah. 79, 80. I knew every and album inside out, you know. It,
1: and there was a few and, – and once in a while, one will really penetrate that – really stands the test of time but you know i look back at my list i did eight years of you know best of lists at punk news and i look at them now and i did 20 albums every time you know
0: yeah and i bet, and I, bet top... I, I bet if i was to play you a song by one of them now you wouldn't even know who it was
1: <laughs> no well well some of them some of <laughs> yeah them some of them right yeah the yeah 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 but the, but i look at it and I'm like okay these are my favorite 20 albums that year really i maybe listen to the top three of any given year
0: I mean, I listen to you know not to not 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 to bust his balls, but the amount of albums that Richard buys, our good friend Richard White from the from the, from the uh, Facebook group, mm-hmm. how can he listen to any of those more than once? Because he buys like he seems to buy like four albums a day.
1: <laughs> so I don't... well, and yet, and I, I listen to I listen to buy something new, and I listen to it, and I like leave it out until like I feel like I've listened to it enough times to put it away like in the with the stack where it kind of gets lost in the shelf you know
0: yeah but by the way but, you, yeah what kind of person are you do you are you the kind of okay so how do you have your this may be a, a whole topic for another show do you have your albums alphabetized by group or do you have them like done by genre like how do you do it of course, by
1: group. What? What? What am I a psycho, psycho killer or something? Well, I mean, no, what else are you gonna do?
0: No, Lydia is very insistent that it should be done by genre. Like you should have like a, I should have a psychobilly genre and a punk genre, oh, a hardcore crazy. genre. And okay, that.
1: but the, but the problem is then you get okay. So what do you do with the New York Dolls? Does that go in punk or do you need to have a separate glam genre? Yeah, you would have or, a separate
0: know, glam genre then. Yeah, you know what you I mean. Glam. A, yeah,
1: I, I, I don't think so. Well, I no, mean, that's. Since I always say that to her. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I do have one little section that I don't have mixed in that I would call, like, my family records or stuff, my 80s stuff. You know, my Hugh Lewis, my Outfield, my uh, uh, Meatloaf, stuff like that. Stuff that, like, if we get stuck in a pandemic again and we get locked in the house, stuff that, like, the whole family likes.
0: And that's the stuff when when, when your fellow punks come around, you hide. Yeah, I get it. You say that's the one no, section it, right it, there. It's
1: sitting there, but yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's yeah, it's not really anything to brag about, but yeah,
0: no, I get it. But uh,
1: I do have a little bit of that stuff, and I'm probably actually going to mix it in eventually. I just haven't got to. It's just a, you know what a pain it is to move records around. I had my top shelf so jammed tight. I took like ten, twelve out and put it in the next shelf, and then you know you got to move them around, and they. I don't know. It's just a big pain in the neck. Well, so he's
0: so okay. So you're doing the alphabetical. So how do you do, Huey Lewis? Do you have him in H or in N? I mean L. He's in the L's. He's in the L's. So you just do a last name. Okay.
1: Um, I You know, the iTunes thing is a, is a strong pull. But, uh, yeah, I usually use a last name,
0: I think. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting how different so, people do different things with their, with their, record, yeah, with their record collection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm get I'm sorry. It. If I you have that. questions,
1: you ask me. I'll tell you how to do it. <laughs>
0: That's fine. All right.
1: Alright, let's play another song. You
0: or me? I can't remember. It's me. Um, I'm going to do my last one of the night, and this is uh, actually, it's one of the later Misfits songs. Um, mm. Mars Attacks. Here you go,
1: Richard. This one's for you, buddy. Yeah. You're going to want to go buy this record, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it is. So I think Mars Attacks was on a couple of different Misfits records, if I'm not wrong, right? Um, was that like a Cuts from the Crypt song? It was or? on Cuts from the Crips first, and then I think it was on Famous Monsters, was it not?
1: Well, Famous Monsters, Cuts from the Crypt was like an odds and ends collection. It wasn't a real album. Uh, Famous Monsters would have been first.
0: Okay.
1: It was American Psycho, then Famous Monsters, then Cuts from the Crypt, right?
0: Yeah. So where is. Uh, Jesus. I'm trying what to. You say
1: Cuts from the Crypt was a compilation.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. I know it was. I, I've just, I'll swear that I've seen this. i swear that I've seen Mars Attacks on a real album. Was it on Devil's Reign?
1: don't think i i don't know i don't know i don't have guys open in front of me
0: um jeez i'm sorry i'm blanking on this but yeah it was definitely on cuts from the trip because that was the first time that i heard it so uh maybe that's all it was on maybe it was cuts, cuts from the crisp but anyway cuts from the crisp cuts from the crypt um so yeah anyway this is the uh lead to misfits uh i assume this is michael Graves singing uh with uh yes. mars attacks so uh yeah in, enjoy it everybody
3: For many centuries Hidden the space Sincere hope And wise believe they babies in the race And yet our hearts A darkness sign Like all things that got made To try the war we need was not yes, they must be See the fire in the skies.
4: See a human body die See I find a way to waste Mars attacks My blood to leave the earth Blue space It was bad In a darkened hour But everything seemed lost The hearts were burned Not deceived No matter what the force They bought the sword and sound
0: I know people make fun of that stuff but i actually really enjoy that american psychos american psycho and that famous monsters i think those are both really good albums um they were all right yeah, yeah. Sumi. i mean if it wasn't if it didn't have the misfits name on it i think people would think they were fucking classics personally
1: yeah i think i think mikhail graves had like the
0: well i mean there was a lose-lose
1: situation right yeah. there's no, no way he was gonna make people happy right and I saw them early on, and they were pretty good when they were play, Especially when they were playing when they didn't have a lot of new songs, and they were just playing old Misfits songs. It was good. I'd rather I'd rather go see Michael Graves sing for the Misfits and play a bunch of classic Misfits songs than go listen to you know Jello Biafra do a bunch of eight minute grunge songs about <laughs> Ronald Reagan or whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was not American Psycho. So I think cuts from the Crypt had a different version of it than American ah, Psycho gotcha. did. Yeah, it was like... and it, it, It's weird, actually. There, there was two albums, American Psycho and Famous Monsters. Very difficult to get on vinyl. I mean, I think they've been bootlegged a bunch of times. But that was times, CD but, era. But yeah, they, was right. Was like
1: 96, 97, 98? Yeah. Yeah. Very, I, very CD era.
0: I think they're very... If you can find them, I think they were Japan only, and they were very expensive. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I think they were sadly un- very underrated, those ones, I think. Um, so...
1: I'll tell you what, Neil. I want to talk about one more thing before I play my songs. We we've gone on and on. We've actually been recorded for quite a while. Um, but
0: some of the actually so you have, since you since have since you the, three songs left, buddy. <laughs> no, you do. I the, oh, do I have? Oh, do I have one more? bishop's uh, you have Bishop Green, and then you have the 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 one you're gonna play out with. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk for a minute, and we'll play. I'll play that Bishop Green song in just a minute. All right, bud. Um, let's. So the amount of geezers that are going to be back on the road this year, Neil. Yep. Since this is the geezer episode, I see they're doing this festival in Dayton and I don't know that I can pull it up right now. Cause I think, I swear, I think it's at a record store Hmm. and it is going to have toxic reasons.
0: Oh, zero, zero boys, boys. I saw that. Yeah.
1: And, uh, the crosses, which is, Die Krutzen now, more or less. Whoever, I think just the singer or whatever. But they play the first album. Hmm. So, and Zero Boys are playing Reggie's also. And then I just sent you a thing today. Now, I think this probably leaked early because the whole tour hasn't been announced. I assume it's going to be some kind of a little tour, though. I may be wrong. Cheetah Chrome is dragging out some new version of the Dead Boys to play. And wow. Suzy Moon and the Briefs are playing, with which is a really solid bill. That's honestly.
0: a solid, that's a kick-ass build right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and I don't know, they're playing Cleveland, of course, the hometown show. I've never been to that venue. I have been to shows in Cleveland, but I've never been to that venue. It's a pretty good hike from you. It takes me, uh, it takes me a better part of five hours to get to Cleveland. Okay. But, I could meet you. You could come over here and we could head over there, if that's a one-off show. But I can't imagine they play Cleveland and not play Chicago.
0: Right. Well, you so, know what? The last time they played Beat Kitchen, the night I met you for the first time, yep. there was probably yep. no more than... Hundred fifty people there, so I don't know. Oh, maybe, good, they, Reg, maybe they maybe they good, won't book him.
1: <laughs> maybe Reggie will book instead of the COVID the COVID fearing crowd.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the COVID cunts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe Neil that there's there's still people doing this stuff. I mean, outside festivals too. Like, what what are we doing here, guys? Right, right.
0: Well, anyway, stop, that's
1: that's for another.
0: Stopping the monkeypox these that's days, for... don't you know?
1: Well they've kinda of quit talking about the monkeypox. The monkeypox seems like it's spread kind of the same way as AIDS.
0: Yes, it does. Does it seem like it's Yeah.
1: It doesn't seem like maybe uh, you or I would be super have to be super afraid of that. <laughs> I, guess
0: I saw uh You've been very diplomatic. You know, I, yes.
1: I love memes, you know. I think our memes are the greatest invention of the twenty first century. And it said the K in monkeypox is silent. And that's how I've kind of come to see all this. <laughs> disease nonsense but anyway all right so i'm gonna play i mean I, I mean you got anything to add to that it is it is looking i i think you know a lot of times we kind of this podcast kind of slows down in summer do one a week i i think we might actually be ramping up for summer people so be prepared to listen to neil and i poolside
0: i tell you what i'm from making we're coming this, at you i'm making this promise right now i'm gonna reach out to one of the toxic reasons guys tonight and try and get him on the show He'll be so, like,
1: uh, I'm not playing that show. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I get it.
0: I wonder that, it was in
1: the – because there was two distinct versions of Toxic Reasons. It was the original version that had that big Ed singing. Right. And then there was the later version that got a little more medley with the guitar player singing. So I assume this is the Ed-fronted version, but that might be out of my mind.
0: Yeah, I'm not – And quite it might just be sure. him
1: and some scabs. Who knows?
0: Um, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, because I, I actually partied with those guys back in the back in the 80s. They, after they played champagne, they came to a party at my house. So that was, we stayed up till, I don't know, it was funny. We had a really, really good time. Um,
1: well, I would like to uh, definitely have some representation for some of these older bands. I would like, I would. I got a pretty good connection to uh, Zero Boys, and you got a connection to Toxic Reasons, so we should uh, we should do this thing.
0: Yeah, I was thinking it was the drummer, because um, he sang as well. Jimmy Joe Pearson, J.J. Pearson. Um, I oh. know he's in this new version of the band. He was the original drummer. I think Bruce Stuckey was the guitar player, I believe. But man, I love Toxic Reasons. I loved them to death. So that,
1: You know, it's funny. That first album was really great. And then I have the uh, Alan actually the goldmine guy gave me a later ver- a later album of theirs and it's actually pretty decent.
0: It's more metal. It's that's not one-
1: super metally.
0: Oh, it's not. Okay. It's
1: not, it's it's I'd say it's between metal and rock and roll kind of, but I don't I don't think it's so metally that you would hate it. It doesn't have like screechy you know Ronnie James Dio vocals or anything.
0: But that's the one that's funny because they call it anything for money, so <laughs> so that yeah. sums it up, right?
1: Well, I, <laughs> dude, it's it's. You know, I liked a lot of that crossover stuff, but it was, man, those bands, a lot of them jumped at the chance to make a few bucks. It was not pretty.
2: I mean,
0: if if that if you that's sort
1: of '86, '87 when like bands like Metallica and Anthrax were really starting to make inroads. A lot of those metal bands tried to follow suit. Wasted Youth, Gangrene, you know, the list goes on. FUs. I mean, if you if
0: if you've made it your career, you better uh, you better try and make money while you can, I guess, right? But
1: uh, but it is sort of. It is sort of embarrassing because you look at a band like H two O made some really great records, but then they made some that are just so bad.
0: Yeah, H two O were embarrassing towards the end, for sure.
1: Well, I think they're pretty good again now, actually. Oh are they? I haven't I heard any I haven't heard, like heard like any for years. years. I think they've been good for like ten years, but they mm. but yeah, they did those albums that were just really bad. So anyway. You know who's never made an album that's really bad? Who's that? Bishop's Green from Canada. This that's... just came out or... This came out earlier this year. They hadn't put out an album for like six years or something. They've been kind of putzing around with maybe some singles or something. But they hadn't put out like a proper release for years and years. So they actually are putting out two new albums this year. Two new EPs, like long six, seven song EPs. And the first one is called Dark Skies. Or Black Skies? Dark Skies, right? And this is... song from that album I want to play and I think it's gotta be, I assume it's Edgar Allan Poe inspired to keep with our sort of horror sci-fi thing it's called Raven's Cry this is new, uh, yeah, new Bishop's Green Raven's Cry
4: the call, they make the move on you, conspiracy starts to grow.
0: Never, 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 never Bishop's Green, Raven's Cry. Yeah, so they're from Canada? I had no idea they're from Canada. Yeah, I think the, I think the western part of Canada. I thought they were French. I'm not positive on that. I thought they were French or some shit.
1: Well, you know, Canadians, French.
0: I guess. I don't Weird. know. Yeah, from Vancouver. I, so I they're from, never, the I from the west, from the left don't, coast, don't you know?
1: Yeah, I'm not super knowledgeable about them, but I do enjoy them. And this album is really uh, that, that newest album. So they have a new one coming out in July too. Uh, It's um, that Dark Skies. It's very, uh, it's almost kind of like a little bit of a new wave feel to it. The vocals are kind of, are definitely kind of like street punky, but they, I don't know, man. It's got a lot of, the guitar is really sort of nuanced. It's not just like super crunchy punch in the face. It's, it's pretty cool actually. That's interesting. Feels kind of new wavey.
0: Because they still yeah. they still look like uh, total uh, skinheads, right? Yeah but they're still yeah. wearing
1: Doc Martins and yeah, they're still gonna stomp, curb stomp you.
0: Now they're still are they still on Pirates Press? Yeah. Huh, interesting.
1: And their new their the thing is their second EP they're putting out that it seems quite a bit more aggressive. I haven't really had a lot of chances to do to it yet, so anyway. Just wanted to give something different to spin. And since we are going with kind of a sci fi. Oh forward... what's the
0: okay, what's the deal with this? I'm looking at the cover of this uh bishop screen thing. Black, yep. black skies is the ep right black skies dark skies yeah.
1: black skies yeah. something yeah black skies you so
0: why is it. it got it's got like a raven and it's got like big ben like the clock from london on it and like a I big don't know. tree and a moon it's very weird considering a canadian it's quote
1: the raven nevermore it's a bit odd
0: know. yes indeed mr edgar Allan p that's gonna gonna call you that from now on edgar Allan p
1: because i have to pee in the middle of the show yes sir Boy, I tell you what, man, I'm talked out. I never thought it would happen, Neil, but I think I'm about talked out. But oh, that's fine. We're <laughs> going on. Anything? We're going
0: on two hours. I think we've uh, given a good, uh, a good write up uh, on do the. Any, uh... do,
1: you any, do you have anything to add before I introduce our last artist?
0: Well, I think I was fair. I was fair on that Pistol show, right? I gave it some good things and some bad points, right? I think I was. No, fair. I
1: think you were considering. I think you went into it sort of hostile. I think he sort of won you over. I think. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is. It, it, you want it to be historically accurate, but it's entertainment. Your kids don't give a crap if it's historically accurate. You know, it has to be entertaining. And I, I hate that when they do that too, when they twist history in such a way. You say, why Why would they do that? It doesn't make any. It doesn't add drama. It doesn't do anything. It's just right. It's just wrong. Right. So I, I totally get that. You know, once again, we this is my second Harry Potter reference to this episode because we talked about Hermione late,
0: earlier on. Emma Watson is a beautiful young lady. She history. is. Yep.
1: There's this band called Harry and the Potters. <laughs> I have to see if I can find them sometimes,
0: Sometime. And they have this song,
1: and it's the most inappropriate song, but it makes me laugh. And it's, uh, there's an old queer, great queer song called "Ursula Finally Has Tits." I yeah, know we played it.
0: They have a song,
1: <laughs> a song, called "Hermione Finally Has Tits,"
0: oh, and it's dear.
1: it's very very wrong, but it's it also makes me laugh. How dare they
0: speak ill of my uh, my lovely Emma, my queen, it, exactly my queen? Uh, you know she's 32 years old now, so you don't need to feel bad about lusting after her oh she's too old for me now (laughs) jesus christ okay okay jimmy (laughs) Jimmy savile over here
1: yeah exactly um so anyway i'm sure the next band that i'm gonna introduce will appreciate us getting into some pedophile talk right before i introduce them so this band reached out so i've been doing this segment you know neil where it's like best of spam or worst of spam or best of friends or something when people send us stuff i try to feature a Feature an artist. So this guy reached out to us, and I didn't really know who they were. I don't have—I don't know if I have his first name anymore. I'll see if I can look it up. But he sent us this thing. He said, hey, we're the Stevens, and we are from – actually, I didn't say where they're from. I think they're from the Nashville area, though. And he said, I know how you guys love <laughs> – I know how you guys love novelty bands, I think, sort of mocking us. But there's a Stevens, so it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, and all their songs are inspired by Stephen King.
0: Well, that's good. At least they've got some kind of Seth. Seth is yeah. the one who
1: reached. Seth is the one who reached out to me. Seth so Weber, a... yes. Yes. Seth so Weber. I actually had a couple of pleasant email exchanges with him. So I'm upgrading this from best of spam to best of friends or best of spam. I don't know, whatever it is. But we're gonna play two songs by the Stevens. I think this is a lot of fun, actually. This this. Yeah, album. they were
0: good. I was actually pleasantly surprised with how good yeah. these guys. Whenever was.
1: somebody sends us something and asks us to listen to it, if it's decent, we're pleasantly surprised. Trust me um so we're gonna play two songs we're going to play where am i here where Uh, am i neil i knew
0: i knew cujo i believe right okay puppy or something
1: so this is great yes i knew cujo when he was a pup which is a play on the queer song uh a reworking of the queer song i knew Gigi when he was a wimp yeah that's right who we've actually talked to joe queer about so that's kind of cool and then they have a song called the body gordy song
0: which our other good friend, uh Pete from uh Pro Rock Records, uh, yes. his the Burnt Mill Ghosts did a yes. song called The Body, and he, right?
1: And 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 Seth said he needed us to play this because the uh Burnt Mill Ghost version just sucked ass and BAM BAM. No, he never said he totally never said that. Yeah. I just love this I just love to mess with Pete. But uh anyway, yeah. So this is so let's play the Stevens. like I said I think these guys are in Nashville and I saw they were playing with another band that I was kinda of friendly with and I was like, Oh cool. And anyway, they 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 seem like good dudes, so we support these guys. Unlike the Burnt Mill Ghosts, we support these guys.
2: Jesus. Oh, just kidding. Love you, Pete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't heard – when we had Norbot on, I made that back, backwards uh, insult against our friend John in Japan about asking if asking Rev Norb if doing back on vocals on a Born Shitster song was the low point of his career. And I was obviously just kidding, but I, I, I never heard any blowback from John. So either A, he didn't listen, or B, I heard his feelings so bad he can't even – return my insult i don't know
0: yeah i believe I, yeah i'm guessing john doesn't listen anymore or something maybe who knows maybe yeah maybe Nash- you're right I don't Nash- think we're anymore nashville tennessee they have an eight track ep tennessee. digital only um on Bandcamp. camp yeah on Bandcamp, go to stevens from nashville tennessee yes
1: get that pressed on wax we'll pre-order it for sixty dollars
0: <laughs> yeah no or even better it'll be a lathe cut for 120 dollars
1: there you go. All right. So this is the Stevens. I think this was probably going to be it. Neil, do you want to come back or should we say our goodbyes no, now? we'll No,
0: we'll come back. We'll come back. Okay. Oh, Jesus.
1: This is the Stevens with I knew Cujo when he was a wimp and the body.
0: Like that was the Stevens with I knew Cujo when he was a pup, not when he was a wimp. Oh, Lydia, honey, leave me alone. I knew Gigi I knew Gigi
1: when he was a pup. And I knew Cujo when he was a wimp.
0: Okay, I see. It. I see what you're doing there. And then the it was followed up by the body. So uh, yeah, it was the Stevens from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for sending that in, guys. And uh yep. Tom, this felt like a this felt like a marathon tonight, man. I don't know. We just it talked did. and talked. well,
1: you know, we 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 have a lot of guests, and we and once again, I think we're gonna probably have some guest heavy weeks. We have a lot of it's, it, which is good, honestly, because there's a lot going on again. A lot of people are trying to promote their stuff. That means people are moving around. There's festivals going on. There's people putting out albums. So honestly you know like i said we usually kind of slow down in the summertime but i think we might actually kind of gear up a little bit in the summertime this yeah. summer so we'll see yeah we will sure. try to keep you entertained as much as humanly possible and uh we appreciate you listening and uh, I 77 at gmail if you want to send us your band if you've sent it like two years ago we haven't played you yet i probably lost it so maybe try again
0: yep um and tom's right uh, we never we don't we don't say this enough, but thanks for listening. We got some real loyal listeners and stuff, so thank you so much for for doing guys, that and tuning in every week. Um, you know, uh, the easiest way is probably hit subscribe in one of those things, right? If you want to get it automatically, come to your phone. You don't have to want to click on the links I put in the uh, Facebook group every week. But uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It's uh, it's awesome. I mean,
1: we, we 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 want to be your number one stop from old man punk rock and pedophile talk. Yeah,
0: so. and uh, I know, and I and I appreciate a couple of you guys have done um I've done reviews in the Facebook group uh, over the last week or so of gigs that you've been to. Oh yeah, and, yeah especially and, Matt yeah.
1: Matthew in the UK and our friend Ben uh, too.
0: Yeah, and I know Mark. So,
1: yeah, if you go see a show, tell us how it is.
0: Yeah, I know Mark was going to do it because uh, he went to that uh, fest uh, that uh, all day skate thing in uh, Kona. Ah, yes. in, in Jacksonville uh, last weekend. It was the 45th anniversary of the Kona skate park, and urethane would do to play with Steve. Caballero, nice. obviously, but um he was
1: he, representing with his OG original press uh Boutai T-shirt. Guy t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was, Um but he couldn't make it. He couldn't stay that long because Jesus Christ! They it opened at nine in the morning and they didn't play till eight at night, and uh, yeah, like no one wants to be yeah. no no one wants to be in that hundred degree heat for twelve hours. Yeah. Believe me, so I don't blame you for leaving, Mark. That's it's uh, fine. Yep. So yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so, support our sponsors, Loud Pizza. Buy your T-shirts whatnot.
0: Yep. And uh, yeah, and, uh, we will. Uh, yeah, so uh, stay free, keep a little uh, mark in your heart, and a little uh, Maisie a little Williams in your, in, your, in your boob, and uh, we will talk we'll to you. Talk to you next time. Bye bye, everybody.